0: Podcast Network. I'm Joey Lewandowski, and this is the 1000th episode that we have released on any one of our shows. In August 2015, Mike Manzi and I released our first podcast. We tore through Nicolas Cage's filmography at a breakneck pace, but we didn't post our 100th episode until well into the runs of Keanu Club, Zack Attack, and Monkey Club. As we've added more shows, our release schedules have become more rapid. I don't think Mike and I had any idea we would continue podcasting after we finished Cage's filmography but we asked what's next and went from there. Today, 25 shows later, here we are. We release new episodes every weekday and more than 50 episodes per month. We've learned a lot about what works and what doesn't, and I'm very excited to see how things grow and evolve over the coming months and years. We're learning new things every day, I really do believe that, and I'm so proud of all of the work that everyone does behind the scenes. It really takes a village to release a thousand episodes. We'll keep doing it if you keep listening, and probably, you know, even if you don't. Thanks for being a part of what we've built. We've got some really exciting things in store, and we can't wait to share them with you. Like this episode. This episode is sort of a look back and a look forward to what's been and what's coming on the Cage Club Podcast Network. I had a barbecue this weekend at my house, a little little get-together, and a lot of the Cage Club hosts that live in the area were able to stop by. So I had a conversation with many of them in person. I've also had a conversation with a handful of them online as well. And while I haven't talked to every host on the network, I've talked to most of them, of these thousand episodes, I've been on more than 500 of them, which is bananas. I've talked a lot, and I've had a lot of great conversations with my friends, with new friends, people I've met because of this, people I've known for years. I think the best way to tell the story of the network and the first thousand episodes is to go back through history the way that shows were added. First up is Mike Manzi, who started this crazy adventure with me all the way back in 2015. Some of you hardcore listeners out there might know this story already. But back in 2015, Best Buy had a deal of the day where it was Nicolas Cage movies. I already had in my mind an idea to own all of his movies, but this day really helped me push toward that goal. I spent about $100, I got about 10 or 11 of them, and I posted on Facebook, look at what I just bought. I don't remember exactly how it went from there, but Mike and I started a conversation and figured, let's do something with this, let's do a podcast, let's do a blog, let's do something. And out of that, Cage Club was born. We've had a lot of really good episodes of Cage Club. There's, you know, all in all, there's probably about 150 of them. We have about 100 of what we call Cage Club Prime, which is his normal movies. We have another 50 or so of the Cage Club Revisited. We've watched his movies a whole lot of times, and you've been with us on the ride all along. So here's me and Mike talking about where we started, where we're going, his show Third Time's a Charm, all of the shows that we've done together, and maybe some surprises too. So here we are, me with me, the Mikester, Mr. What's Mike up, Manzi. What's up, Joey? This is the first one we're doing in person. This is the second one I've recorded. Again, I think you're either you're either gonna go first or last. I don't know where you're gonna fit into the narrative. I'm the
1: I'm the co-founder.
0: I should go first. Well, uh, save the best for last. Also. Oh, that's right. Save the, yeah, that's I gotta, a toss I gotta see how the narrative works.
1: You should flip a coin and put it on
0: Instagram Live so we know you're not lying. There was the Instagram Live video that I showed someone recently about Kyle eating the gum. Remember that when we were recording Cape stuff, oh, we were doing the Bad Lieutenant, thirty year old gum. And we opened the pack of cards, and there was a the piece of gum. And Kyle's like, "No, I'll eat it." We're like, "No, please don't." And he's like, "No, I'm going to do it." So we filmed it. It just dissolves in his mouth, and he swallows oh, is that it. Is so. That's the
1: origin of foodie films. Oh,
0: maybe it is. <laughs> I mean, he talks about how like chef is the origin for foodie films, but yeah. maybe it's but that. I pack think of gum. that moment might be pivotal too. That was the most delicious meal he's ever had.
1: He denied a piece on the Return of the Jedi episode, but I had one for him. I was like, <sighs> I think this is even older.
0: Coward. Really?
1: I mean, talk about no commitment.
0: You and I have... So we've put out a thousand episodes in I total. I can't...
1: It's mind-blowing. can't believe it. We've
0: probably done together... Let's see here. So Cage Club is about, about 150. Okay. Keanu's about 75. Okay. Charlie's about 50. So that's okay. 275. Tom Tom, another 25. That's another... That's 300. Cinemakers, 55. 55 Cinemakers. So 355.
1: Um, Shia, 30. 385. We've been on a lot of each other's episodes. For I've been on the, the Too Fast lap. You've been so I don't know if you know episodes. this,
0: but you are the host on the network who has been the guest the most times.
1: No way. Across because, the board?
0: Across the board, because I'm like third or fourth, but uh-huh. because Joe 2 and I do so many podcasts that you're not on... You've been on basically three or four of each of those, and plus an entire oh, lap. I see. Yeah. So the only show to... that you do that I don't do that I could be part of, I've, thought, I've been on a, a couple of third times. You know what I mean? Right, but... right.
1: Wow, I hold the stat.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you are the most guested host huh. on the network. I don't see that changing either. You know what I mean?
1: Okay, well.
0: Maybe over time, Brian, but I don't think so. I think it's going to be you forever. I got the early lead, and I'm just going to hold on to it. I was, going to th- I, was, I was trying to come up with questions to quiz you on. Do you know... So here's... A, Ooh. no, no, no wrong In this answer. condition? There are wrong <laughs> answers, but... Can we clue know?
1: in the the
0: audience where we are
1: right now? You're at we're at my doing? barbecue. Uh, right you up? are
0: at least three, if not four or five beers deep. Yeah. Which is way more, more than, than I've seen in a long time. <laughs> since maybe the PSL of Hoffman Live. Oh, yeah. Do you know how many shows we have on the network? How many actual different shows? Like, po- different podcasts. 25. There you go. Yes. Do you know... There was another question. Do you know how many we put out on average a month? One a day, that's closer to two a day.
1: Really? Is you that put out
0: between fifty and sixty episodes a month? Holy
1: shit! I knew it was at least one a day, which I just when I heard that stat, I was like, I can't really comprehend more than that right now. I have to get used to the idea that there's an episode a day. Honestly, but that the there's reason, almost two a
0: day. The reason it became two a day in a in a big way is because of Miko. Like I know, Miko and Kevo and Jonah have between X's for Podcast and HTML put out on average eight to 15 episodes a month the last six months. Yeah.
1: And what I love about that stuff is it's fresh content and the fact that they're talking about comics. Yes. Which is something like we mostly talk about movies, yep. like, dabbled in books and things. Mm-hmm. And they do a lot of it and they do it really well yeah. too. Like they're really good. I really enjoy their shows. So it's like it, they opened a whole other branch yeah. of the network, which was really great.
0: Once every six weeks or eight weeks or so, Nico's like, I got a new idea for a podcast. I was like, hey, buddy, let's <laughs> slow it down a little bit. Let's make sure... That you don't burn yourself out. Yeah, I'm a little worried. But I think he's in a good place. There's So here's a little sneak peek teaser. He just teased it on the latest episode of Now and Again that just came out. But he and Kyle of X's for Podcast we're going to do some kind of Thor show oh wow and I think we're going to incorporate it somehow we're going to kind of rebrand X's for Podcast and do like Mondays Mutant Mondays and then Thursdays is going to be like a Thor series and a Spider-Man series yeah and a it could just be Ghost like comic
1: cast or something like that eventually right where they don't just cover X-Men and Marvel but they could really branch out because I know those guys are so deep into the comic culture and they have their own comic books and stuff so well because that's I've,
0: the thing that I was saying to him that we learned because he was like you know I want to start a Thor podcast, and I was like, cool, but the one thing I'm worried about is that you're going to have to rebuild an audience, and even if, like, say, half your listeners go from one to the other, the other half don't, Yeah. and the one thing that I think you and I especially have learned that we sort of realized after Kyle and Brian finished Hoffman and then did their own thing is that let's come up with show ideas that don't have to end, yes. that it's like Third Time's a Charm, it's like Too Fast, Too Forever, it's like High School Summer Party, it's like Foodie Films, and it's where... You can go on if you want, forever or not, but there's not like a, a limit, like a, a finite amount.
1: Yeah, it's not like Cage where at the time he only had 80 some uh, movies and we were going to have to stop for a
0: while or... Right,
1: and so my friend Bob,
0: who's on Tub Talk, Bob Fisher, he was asking me, because there's a podcast called Blank Check, which Mm -hmm. is essentially Cinemakers, but Blank Check is like, they follow a director's career to the point where they make enough movies that are successful that they're able to make whatever they want, and then it's kind of like, how does that go, right? My friend Bob was asking me, he's like, you should do that with actors, like, do like an actor a season, I was saying, you know, the tough part about what we do is that because we're not, like, known, Mm quote-unquote, known online each time we launch a new podcast, we have to find an audience. Yes. And even if people like John and Danielle or whoever, you know, our friends over in England will go from Cage to Keanu to whoever, you're starting from ground zero essentially each time. It's not impossible, but it's frustrating. And also when Joe and I did Zack Attack, after about a year, people started listening, people started writing in. We did Channing and Gosling for a year and no one gave a shit. Right. And it was the kind of thing where like, oh, the formula is there and you just don't know what's going to click. Right. Yeah and so i think that our gradual shift from finite series to ongoing whatever you kind In, of want infinite, to be yeah infinite series yeah is a good thing i think that's yeah. a better thing and i that's the kind of thing where eventually you know as much fun as i'm having doing cruise and Kind of, Hanks. A little bit.
1: <laughs> I know, really. Come on, Hanks.
0: I would love to get to a point where like, I just have the one show that I can focus on and then I can just be like, I can put all my heart and soul into that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I hear you wholeheartedly. I mean, I've been struggling with Third Times of Charm just because of the all the other work that I do on the network and stuff. And it's like, well, I know eventually it'll get to a point where... We're sort of going to phase out that format of a certain actor, a certain this, because, like you said, we want to do shows that'll go on forever that are sort of right less seclusive as far as branding. Like it could just cover a lot more stuff in general, and that's why, like, I thought for third times a charm, like you could cover so much with that and everything. Because so, you're
2: really you're, you're
0: covering a specific movie, but you're really also like, hey, I want to talk about Halloween, so I'll cover Halloween three and be able to talk about yeah, all
1: of like it. you could cover the whole franchise in one episode. You know, if you needed to, if you wanted to, and stuff. And so I do like look for the day where I could just focus on that show alone or something or like if you've been listening to every episode you could kind of put this together Brian and I have been sort of flirting with the idea of doing like a wrestling podcast I don't know if you're aware of that as well, co-founder, but like that is an idea, too, though, that has been kicked around the network by a lot of people I'm for the a long time. i who
0: does not like wrestling. I feel like yeah. everyone on this network likes wrestling to some regard. I'm just like, I don't get it, guys, but, but if you want to do
1: it, go for but, it. But, you know, we've been talking a lot about it, and like that's a show in the vein that we want to continue the network in where it can go on forever. You know, there's yeah. really no guideline except we just need to talk about wrestling. Like, we can mm-hmm. talk about whatever we want every episode. Old, so, new, whatever, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. so it kind of, like, I love that. Idea where, like, you have this
0: umbrella that affords you the opportunity to really go in a lot of different places. And that's the one weird thing about, like, Too Fast, Too Forever. What I think that what really works is that we were just talking about the barbecue because it is a hashtag family barbecue. <laughs> yep. And the, we're all drinking Coronas to some extent. We're only watching eight movies on repeat, but, like, Joe and I are very aware that we're trying not to go too in-depth of in the movie every time because we know that we're going to watch them you know, say, say we say, you know, I don't think we're <laughs> going to end after two years, but say we do it for two years, right? Yeah. Or, or, well, no, I guess it has to be more than that. Say we do like 10 laps, right? We're talking, we're watching a movie 10 times. We're talking about 10 times. Like we can't nitpick a movie mm-hmm. to death every time because we know that we have another six to go. Yeah. And so that's why, especially when you were on for the, for your lap or for guests around or whatever, we really try to say, Hey, what do you want to talk about? Because Joe and I did our first lap by ourselves. And now here, you know, each time we have our first lap, new lap observations in the opening part. We bring up some things that we've noticed. But really, it's like we don't want to lead the discussion because we—if we do, after three or four laps, we're done. We're out yeah. of we're out of yeah, material. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah, it it took me like two or three episodes of my lap to realize that—that that like, oh, they're gonna—they're giving me the lead here. Like, they want you know what I'm saying? Like, it's more about me than them this lap or whoever their guest is gonna right. be. You know, because they did the first. Like, you guys did that whole first lap alone. Yep. So that was sort of the time for you to really go deep or nitpick or whatever. And then you knew every additional time you'd be able to bring up stuff you forgot about or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's what's so great about that is like as long as you continue to have people on and stuff like that, then you can just sort of doling out like your your opinions little by little, lap by lap
0: instead right, right, of like right. all at once or something. What's cool about the format is that not for your lap especially because you knew that you were going to be on every episode. But when we bring a guest on who's seen all eight movies, the conversation can be about all eight movies, but also within the frame of whatever movie they're not talking about. Another thing we learned is that sometimes things don't work necessarily. Like (laughs) Joe and I learned that with Gosling and Channing. We also kind of learned that to an extent with Cage that visited that Mm -hmm. sometimes it's not working, but we get together and it's fun to get together, but it's also like, we're watching a movie and talking about anything but the movie. Yeah. And I think one thing that we've learned over these four years and these thousand episodes is that, like, it should still be fun. I mean, we're we're, we're getting bigger. We're getting more downloads than we ever have. And we have more people writing in and listening and whatever. But at the same time, we're not big enough to be making money on this and yeah. so it has to be fun yes it has to be something that you enjoy doing and if things aren't working i remember i still remember the conversation that joe and i had we like we were first talking about like do you want to stop doing gosling and chanting and just do too fast Two forever because that's the one that's working right yeah and then i was sort of like well i don't want to stop entirely so whatever but the same thing like case club revisited we're like we got to a point where like we're through 50 we still got good movies to do we can always go back but you know is what about that like
3: it
1: started out you know, I was like, I want to keep the feed alive. Let's do these. Figure out a way to do that, and we came up with the revisited idea, and it was really like off to a great start. I feel like we were off and running, and then after a while, I think part of it for me, part of it is it's difficult to keep a running dialogue for that long for the entire length of the movie because when we did podcasts, right. they weren't always like two and a half hours long well, the, the, thing, the length of the length other movie. Or the real thing
0: that's difficult is that like a lot of these movies, you and I have only seen once or maybe you've seen twice. Well,
1: see, that's what I was going to get to next. It's like a lot of them I've only seen once and I'm not that familiar enough with trivia or backstory or anything. So I want to watch, I get engrossed in the movie again. And then on top of that, I'm just hang. I'm hanging out with you. Mm-hmm. I just kind of get into the mode where we're not even really recording. I'm just ha- we're just hanging out. Right. Like, is this really like how entertaining is this really for the rest of the people out there listening? And like, I definitely appreciate them listening, but because like, it
0: can't be somebody who's listening for a commentary on the movie, because it's not that. That's not what it turned out to it be. It has yeah. to just be us hanging out and like. Every episode that PS I Still Love Hoffman does and I'm like one of these one of these episodes, these guys are gonna crack. They're gonna be like me and Mike and then <laughs> through eleven or whatever, through six movies or whatever they've done, they haven't yet. They've been like there was one thing where Brian was like, so you know the Mets do this? I was like, here we go. All right, Brian. <laughs> let's, let's diverge from the thing. And then he's just like – and he related it back to Hoffman. I was like, god damn it. Damn it. Like, why are you better at this? Well, we're also
1: – I feel like the two of us are like mutants in a way. It's like we watch way too much. Mm-hmm. Like, at, like because when we did the is we'd sit down and watch like two, three movies in a row. Like, we would record three in a day, and they're doing one a Which month. Which is
0: daunting for sure, yeah. And
1: yeah, and even when you're used to watching three movies, like I'm – used to watching a couple movies alone but with them with a friend I'm going to start talking during right. it and th- yep. and so there was sort of a loss of rhythm and everything just sort of got a little mixed up with those but I'm the, I don't did definitely glad we did them you
0: know because we oh, got yeah. to hang out but uh, I'm also like I understand why we're stopping those for the And they via. work in a sense as commentaries on the movie I mean it's not exactly what we had intended them to be mm-hmm. but also at the same time I don't know if that was ever really like we don't know enough like we mean mm-hmm. Just because we know more than 99% of the world about Nicolas Cage doesn't mean that we know everything about Lord of War or whatever. <laughs>
1: exactly, yes.
0: But yeah, so this week we're releasing episode 1000. So, third time's a charm. You have, behind the scenes a little bit, you've been sort of trying to figure out how yeah. to keep it fresh, how to keep it evolved, whether or not you have to go on hiatus or what. Right. Do you have any sense of what you're going to do... And this is not a commitment one way or the other, but like anything, any sense of what you want to do, say, over the next six months or a year? Yeah. Anything that you want to sort of look forward to in terms of, because I mean, we got TomTom every Friday for the next year and a half or so, through the end basically of 2020. Yes. Every Friday. Yeah. But in terms of third times, your thing specifically, Mm -hmm. any kind of exciting yeah. stuff to share or any kind of plans? Um,
1: yeah, so I've been doing a lot of thinking about that show, actually. You know, I've been thinking about stopping it. I've been thinking about stopping it after three seasons. I've been thinking about, you know, keeping it going for Well, the hashtag forever. season one forever. Hashtag season one forever. And like that, f- funny enough, that's what really uh, struck a chord with me one night where I was thinking like there's, I did the season one forever thing where I was like, I'm not going to break the show up into genres and do like, I'm um, season one is action. It season was a cool idea, it but was, it's a, also... It's a good intention, but you know, sometimes those are good for nothing, I guess. And And then somehow... This whole fucking novelization thing happened, and Which it from, just... <laughs> it
3: was,
0: <laughs> in my... Not in my, not in my defense, but, like, from the very jump, I was like, are you really...
1: I know. You is were this never... You really want to do? You were always the voice of reason. I love it, but I'm also no. like, this is a
0: crazy it amount of was.
1: Work. It is. It was. And it's something I never would have imagined I would have sort of gravitated towards. Yeah. It's like reading these novels but but what happened was for Superman 3 the first show there was one and I thought it was just such a crazy idea I'm gonna read it and then from there on I'm like well how many other are there? Oh shit like almost every fucking
0: movie right. has a novel I can't do this but then the, the rabbit hole you fell into was like well I can't pick this movie because it doesn't yes. have a novel and it's like exactly. well you shouldn't Right, Limit. so
1: that's where we are now, exactly. So this season, i decided, like, I'm not going to go all Fahrenheit 451 or anything. I'm not going to burn, burn... the books, baby! I'm not going to burn Michael my B. Jordan <laughs> or anything. But, like, there are certain movies I want to get to that have novelizations that I just don't have the time or want to read right now. And it's not what the show was for originally. Like, it was a really fun, quirky thing that happened because of the show... But, like, you even suggested do Book Club as, like, an extra, as, yeah. like, a mid-month episode mm-hmm. or something like that. And so, like, I've, I've definitely decided that I am going to put Book Club on hold for now so that I could get to more of these popular films, something like, like Back to the Future 3 and, you know, Indiana Jones, like, movies that I've been just holding off on. Again, like, with... Season one forever, like, I just have to kick down the fucking doors of restriction and just do whatever I feel like doing at the time and stop imposing these rules on myself. What's also
0: nice about, especially the way that you and Brian sort of work together, Brian's able to have his schedule and sort of know what he wants to do, and now it's prom season or whatever, Mm -hmm. but integrate, whether it's the Too Fast, Too Forever, Third Time's a Charm, High School Slumber Party, Tokyo Drift crossover, right. or he'll do Prom Night 1 and 2 on his show and 3 on your show. Whatever it is, like, you know, the Spider-Man movies come out, like, for instance, if this was the third Spider-Man movie, he yeah. could do 1 and 2 and then third. Like, I feel like the way that you and Brian are able to sort of, in a sense, coordinate your schedules is a benefit to both shows, because mm-hmm. it, it stays true to the show that you are, but it's also able to keep current and keep fresh and keep modern and sort of... You know, focus on a show that you really enjoy, mm-hmm. or a, you know, a movie that you really want. You're looking forward to, and something that, in theory, people just looking on iTunes for, like a Spider Man podcast or whatever, yeah, can find that. So. Yeah,
1: and it's nice cross crossover stuff without going too far and it's nice and it's convenient sometimes too like for prom like you just mentioned like it's prom season so he was gonna oh so like another great example is uh you know there's literally a horror movie called like uh sleepover party or something you know what it's like high okay. school slumber party like the horror movie or something and so there's like four of those so like when the time comes like I agree like it's yeah Brian and I some reason our shows have been able to sync up better uh, recently and it's what well, he's feel been like, on a
0: lot I feel like <laughs> to <laughs> be fair in the it's like, right. and not an insult at either of your shows, a lot of the movies he covers are not necessarily the greatest or they're popular enough that they sort of devolve into franchises and there's a lot of crossover between the two, right? Like it's yeah. a lot of movies that are just, hey, a lot of kids are seeing this, let's make seven of them are either shitty horror movies or whatever, there's a bunch of them that could fit your show or it's a high school movie that starts out like with like you know American Pie where it's like a phenomenon yeah. and then let's just do like 5 of them or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I feel like both your things are I mean your show by definition is a little bit more schlock oriented just mm-hmm. because by the third movie a lot of things aren't good anymore. Yes. And I think you like that was kind of the joy of it all yeah. but I think that your franchise or your idea and Brian's idea Both fit into that, like, let's just make a bunch of them because dumb kids are going to see them.
1: (laughs) It's funny because we've mentioned to each other a few times, like, how we exist. Like, our shows exist in, like, this weird sort of, like, corner of the Cage Club universe unto itself, where they're not the serious shows. They're not, like, the big shows or anything, but there's something about the two that are, like, connected in a weird way where, like, they
0: orbit each other somehow. (laughs) It's somehow, like, Brian's show shifted from being, like, the Wistful Sister Show to being your Sister Show. Really? As Wistful sort of went down this rabbit hole of just, like, <laughs> 90s male actors, like Adam Sandler, and and then also Kirsten Dunst, they've done, but, like, all these, like, weird sort of, are these people funny?
1: And not for nothing, but Brian's a great guest. Like, he is, like, my unofficial co-host this season. Like, it's just, he's so easy to, like, bounce off of and stuff, so it's just been working out, too, so yeah. if, if that's why it seems like it's been happening a lot, we've just... Been working well together. Whatever works works for you. Just keep but, going. Uh, that is so. That's the future. Third Times of Charm is going to stick around for a while. Cool. but it's, it's dropping the book club from the official episodes, and but the you last can few still episodes, do it if you want to do it? Yeah, yeah. And the last few episodes haven't had them anyway, so I, it doesn't. I would feel, love to read a Prom Night three. I uh, no. know.
0: Jesus Christ!
1: Like I could barely watch the novelization. novelization read that? I couldn't imagine how if that would even be legible, but, uh, you know, I want to keep the show going for a little while. I want to get to some more high-profile movies, and this is the way to do it. So, you know, I just have to trim a little bit, and, you know, we're getting there.
0: Now, the last question I have for you is that you've on different shows, you've now teased a wrestling podcast. Yes. You have teased a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> no, you've no. also sort of teased a Godzilla or a Kaiju podcast. Yeah, I know. If, if one of those were to come to fruition, which do you think would be the most likely?
1: Okay, so I think in all honesty, and this might be a surprise, is the wrestling podcast. Okay. Like okay, so Godzilla's kind of finite. There's a certain number of films. But you could also do Godzilla forever. You like yeah, you, know, like you what could, we for could do fast. Godzilla forever. But I also don't feel like I would get the guests. Like I, I don't know how I it. it just be too logistically I just don't know how practical that because
0: people for the most part don't give a shit about the Japanese Godzilla movies right
1: and they're not going to want to watch them in subtitled and for the most part early Godzilla has a bad Godzilla in general just has a bad reputation I feel it as far as being sort of the Americanized versions is what everyone knows and they're not the true version so like it's hard. I that would just be too much to explain. Right. Star Wars. I would love to do Star Wars, but the market is just flooded. There's too sure. much Star Wars going on. I'm never. I don't really. Galaxy's I, Edge. Don't really care about Galaxy's Edge. I'm never really gonna go there. Like you I, should go I there. Mean, it seems I, awesome. I mean, it looks pretty cool to be honest. But like, how bad do I really need to walk around like Jakku or wherever they are? Pretty bad. Naboo. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I'm okay. I'm cool with the movies. I'm back. I'm on board with the movies and stuff. But I also like. I would want to do that with my leaf brother Kyle. You know, of like. And I just don't know that he has the time to do it. And he, I know he's working on other projects and he's really focused on foodie films. So honestly, like Brian and I, we are really close to threatening this podcast, like threatening the world with this thing and getting it off. there. Like It's come close so many times that it just kind of feels inevitable one day that this is going to happen. There's your answer. I think if anything, it's going to be that wrestling podcast
0: well stay tuned to cageclub.me <laughs> and just keep an eye out on for the wrestling cast who knows what it'll be called when it would come out uh
1: steel cage club
0: oh okay <laughs> on brand i like that i like that well thank you mike for being as crazy as i am and doing <laughs> 400 episodes with me or You're whatever welcome. and guessing another 40 or 50 of them and thank you too you know we've got another who knows probably 80 tom tom clubs and then whatever movies cage and keanu and charlie's and cruise and hanks put out
1: i watched that new keanu movie on netflix always be my maybe i have not uh, watched oh it but
0: my, is that is it good enough to is, it, is he ended enough yes. to do an episode about yes we okay. have to be, we got it all right so we yeah. will do that soon. <laughs> so that was mike manzi you know mike mike and i have done seven shows together let me see if i can name them all cage club keanu club all his movies watch the throne cinemakers cruise club and hanks and memories Whew. okay got him every friday mike and i put out a new tom tom club either Cruise Club or Hanks for the Memories. And then on the third of the month, every month, Mike puts out an episode of Third Time's a Charm. So go check out all of those shows. Up next is my other co-host, Joe 2. Joe and I started doing Zack Attack back in 2016, and we've since moved on to Boyfriend Material, Magic Mike's, and our favorite, Too Fast, Too Forever. So I'm here with Joe 2, my other partner of crime. This feels weird, man. Is it? Why?
4: I don't have my dick in my hand. (laughs) What? I mean, like I'm not at home. It feels a little different. Like I'm looking you in the eyes when I'm thinking about you. Do you podcast in the nude? No. You just take your dick out. No, you just get you just under the fucking. Oh yeah yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. You know, in your hand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know what you mean. Yeah.
0: Just like while you're watching baseball, or you're
4: exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're on the couch talking about Zac Efron. Yeah, exactly. of course.
0: So let's go back to the very beginning.
4: The Beginning of what?
0: When you and I started podcasting, Kay. and Mike and I had done Cage Club. Yes. And he and I were doing Keanu Club, and I remember I messaged you and I said, do you want to do once a month with me, Zack Attack, Zack Heffern movie, starting with We well, Are Your Friends? Well, it started before that. How did it start? started
4: before that because I said, yo, I saw a movie that's fucking glorious, mm-hmm. and I need you to see mm-hmm. it. It's called We Are Your Friends.
0: It actually started before that when I saw a trailer in the theater, and I was like, oh, this movie looks like dog shit.
4: And I was like, oh, no, it's everything I ever wanted and more.
0: And I was like, okay, I'll watch it. And I was like, oh, yeah. This is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was
4: incredible. So we started there, you watched it, and you said, hey. I know, and then we were talking. We're like, like, what other movies was Zac Efron in? We're like High School Musical, and I was like, Do you ever see any? You're like, No, nope. And we're like, uh, we looked them up. That's actually a really like, good
0: question. What Zeph movies had you seen before we started Zac Attack? Neighbors? Had you seen Neighbors? You've probably seen Neighbors, probably,
4: right? I probably saw Neighbors, yeah. Wave, Waif. wave, Waif. and Anything that was not it.
0: What about you? Nothing, maybe nothing. Yeah, I don't think it was much. Which is crazy. That's crazy in a retrospect, right?
4: Well, no, but we knew he had like a, like an established career. He did uh, High School Slumber. I mean, sorry, fuck. <laughs> shout, out, shout out Brian hi we've been drinking no he did High School Musical like you know he was in a bunch of movies he had like a like you know he was credited what 35 times on IMDB mm-hmm. at that mm-hmm. point and we're like we haven't seen any of these fucking movies
0: yeah it was a weird thing to do so we have four podcasts you and I together we have Zack yes. Attack which is basically done yes we have Boyfriend Material and Magic Mics, which are ongoing but slow we have two Fast 2 we they're slow yeah and we talked. I talked about it with Mike when I recorded with him before that one of the things that we learned, which is weird, is that people love Zeph, but people don't give a shit about Gosling or Channing, which is weird.
4: No, I think they're all kind of in the same vein, right? That's
0: what I thought, but it doesn't seem like that. We in terms were looking of for what
4: Juicy in. Boys. We were looking for Juicy Boys, and and we found Zeph, and and people fucking love him, man. They really do. Like the Zeph fans are out there, and we thought when we started this, we were like, you know, this is how we started the emails thing. We're yep. like. Who are these fans? We, we assumed that everybody that was listening was a 14 year old girl, and it's not.
0: They're 25 year old girls. It's 25,
4: 35, 40, 45, yeah. 45 year old girls. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a lot of women, but like still, we were just in shock at We've like, never
0: gotten an email on that show from a dude. Really? Maybe one. About Zef?
4: Maybe one. Yeah, we don't know. I don't think so. I don't know. To it's right. tough.
0: But that email has transitioned over to Too Fast, Too Forever in a big way. Yeah. We got, I don't want to say who it's from, but we got, a, we got a very nice email this morning as we're recording it. Oh, so I don't
4: know about this. Go ahead. We'll
0: talk about it on the Tokyo Drift episode. Okay. Which I can't believe we're already back at Tokyo Drift. It feels like on a level that we're always talking about Tokyo Drift.
4: <laughs> I mean, we because Justice for Han, man. Of course. We're always talking about Tokyo Drift. Like we said, I feel like we're going through it fast. I know we're not. And furious. <laughs> and furiously. Um, I know we're not, but I feel like we're we are going through it fast. I feel like we're looping fast, but like I said before, man, I'm not sick of them yet, so like I'm I'm in it for the long haul. I mean, I'm in it for infinity, obviously. Of course. I hope everybody's listening still.
0: One question it. I actually meant to ask Mike that I didn't ask Mike is do you have a favorite episode that you and I have recorded?
4: Favorite episode ever that we've recorded. There was like oh, maybe like a Dead Ghost brother of Zeph. Okay, I remember we, Charlie were, Saint we were Charlie St. Cloud. That was a good one. There was a Silicon Valley Girl. Z- yeah, Silicon Valley. And Little Valley. Franco. There was that one, maybe like the Derby Stallion. There was a couple Zeph ones where like the movies were just so awesome.
0: Well, what I really loved about the Derby Stallion is that's how we met Liam. Because... Yeah,
4: exactly. And there's a lot of connections. So like when you asked me the best episode, it's not like what, what was the most fun or what do I think was our our best work right i i look at it like you know like what did it mean to us you know from then on so like you know derby stallion we meet liam you know now we've had liam on a couple episodes Mm -hmm. we've been on nerd on nerd they're good guys we talk to them that's a really cool thing that we found friends from this that we never expected right
0: well that was the thing that like the first person i talked to for this episode that's gonna i don't know when she's getting slotted in but like Lindsay gibb who wrote a book about Nicolas cage and stories started covering her book and like this woman loves Nicholas Cage, and we're like, oh hey, she's like us. Like this whole podcast thing has led to friendships. I mean, we don't talk to Liam every day, but you and I and him have a th- a, a three way a repertoire, three Facebook, three way Facebook chat. And what's we, it
4: called? Juicy Boys. Zach it's Efron, Zac Efron Boys Club. Zach Efron Boys Club. B O I S.
0: <laughs> yeah. Zach Efron Boys Club. We don't talk about a lot of stuff, but we, we talk about Zeph. We talk about his podcast. We talk about our podcast. We talk about whatever. It's this weird kind of cool thing where. I think when you start a podcast about anybody, you kind of think that you're just doing it for fun or whatever. For ourselves.
4: I think still to this day, I believe that everything that we do, I would do with you if nobody listened, right? Like that's my ultimate goal. I want to do something that's fulfilling to us. Sure. Sure. And I feel like we execute on that, and and from that, I think that you can see that like it's naturally fun for us, mm-hmm. and I think that translates well, and I think that's why people like to listen to us and other podcasts on this network. That yep. everybody's doing what they want to do. Yeah, it's not forced. It's not work for us. It's it's that's your natural creative outlet. If you can translate this over audio, then other people hear it, and and you can't fake that. So it doesn't matter, you know what. The audience, or you know, the content is. It's just that, like, as long as you're giving a natural response to what you want to do, mm-hmm. people like it. Yeah, or like, I hope they like it. I, I assume people like it because people listen. do.
0: I mean, people uh, people who write in, like, you know, West likes it, and people who yeah, write it too I, I fast. want
4: people to send he- hate mail, and nobody ever does. Like, tell me, to go fuck <laughs> myself,
0: please. <laughs> like, well, that's how it all started. You were like, yeah. send us hate mail, tell us you hate us. And then people were like, oh, no, we like you. Like, Jenny. So the first email we ever got on Zach Attack from a, from a stranger was yes. Jenny McMullen. Yes. And she – I remember still vividly. I was at a client's office, and I got it – I looked at my phone, and I saw an email that said subject line hate mail. I was like, oh, yeah. And it was just about how much she loved Zeph and how much she loved yeah. us. So I was just like, wait a minute. What is this? What is happening?
4: I honestly suspected hate though. I wanted people to write in and be like, "Your audio sucks. You guys aren't funny. You guys are lame." Like anything. Yeah. And like, I still want that. Like, tell tell me what you what you'd like us to do or do wrong. But like, yeah, people are responsive and they're receptive to it. I mean, like I said, I think I, I, it feels genuine to me, and I don't. It's hard for me from the other side to hate on anything that's genuine. Yeah. Like if if any of my friends are like, I really like this. I would never shit on anything that they like. Right. You know what I mean? Just because, like, you see that they like it. If they're genuine about it, you're like, oh, cool, I'll support you in it. And I feel like we can convey that energy to the the podcast that we do.
0: And I think that's the important thing, that, like, even when there was a shitty Zac Efron movie or shitty Gosling or Channing movie, we still had fun doing it, and, like, even yeah, if, we're like, if we're like we don't have to talk about it we can just play the games and do whatever and I think that's what works also about 2 Fast 2 Forever is that we like all eight movies for the most part well we part. do
4: we, we, we came into it knowing that we liked all the movies yep. so it was a little bit different we, we had the history with it
0: I still do love how we came across that idea like when we first started because we had finished Zack Attack and we were sort of like well what should we do next him and we were blah. kind
4: of trying to stay in the same lane
0: and so we did Gosling. and you're like yeah like that's it Like he's great Like people love him Goss great
4: him. I think that he is a great actor and, and, I, th- and I, I thought a lot of people Love him. I don't think he has the fan base of Zef, and I don't think Channing can hold up to it either. It's like a different world, and it's something a perspective that I didn't have that yeah. we didn't have yep. because we weren't teenage girls that grew up with this, right? Yeah. So, like, like I don't know the. We were not
0: Rachel who stayed up till eight o'clock at night to watch High School <laughs> exactly Musical
4: exactly with their friend Mariah. I know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but then, but then you know, we had Gosling. We're like, okay, cool, that's our new podcast, and then we were going to do that monthly or something like that, or maybe every other week or yeah. whatever. One of us had the idea like, well, what about Channing? I think I think it was me. I was like, well, Channing's been in like. Bad movies, he's been in, like the G.I. Joe movies, and like Lego the spread. movies and we Jump learned that from Zeph.
4: We like mm-hmm. the spread of it. And like that was the natural evolution, right? We're like, okay, we'll pick another another
0: heartthrobby boy. And I felt like we were already emotionally committed to gosling, so we're like, let's just do both. Right after that, we're like, Well, what if we just watch the Fast and Furious movies on repeat Because Paul Walker forever? Is obviously
4: the dreamiest boy ever, right? He's 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 pre Zeph. He's pre Zeph. Blue Eyes, Juicy Boy. It's perfect.
0: I don't know if this is necessarily important, but is there something you prefer between Gosling and Channing? I know that we're—it's different because we're going from the beginning with Channing, so we're seeing like these weirdo shit movies, kind of. Whereas Gosling, we're seeing like his like greatest movies he's ever his, made. His like, peak.
4: We're seeing his. Pe- to be honest, I think that Channing's early stuff is a weird peak in its own way. There's a lot of hidden gems. I, I, I'm learning a lot more about Channing. With you know Rudigati and all of these movies fighting or whatever that we hadn't seen earlier, yeah, and I'm gaining more respect for him. Pairing that side by side with Gosling and seeing the great Gosling movies, I'm like, oh shit! I hope there's some hidden gems in earlier Gosling which I haven't seen yet to match this because I think right now for me, Channing's winning out with his with his uh, portfolio of work.
0: Because I feel like with Gosling, we've seen the best that there is. Like I've seen the, the best early of the stuff of his. Yeah. And, like, it's great. Like, it's really, it's awesome. really good. It's awesome. I agree. I'm a big fan. I don't know what to look forward to. And with Channing, I know Same. that there's a lot to look forward to.
4: Exactly. That's what I'm, that's where I'm at with it, so. right? Because we're like, oh, there's a lot of hidden gems early, and we know what the good stuff is, whereas we're going into Gosling blind in the second half. We're going into Channing, you know, enlightened
0: into the second half, so we know what to expect.
4: So yeah, I don't have a favorite, to be honest.
0: Of those two, I'm not sure, but uh, of course, of the three is Zeph, right? Zeph, obviously. We got another Zeph movie coming up soon, we got The Beach Bum coming Which up I'm very so soon. Which I'm so
4: excited to talk about. I was talking about this on the on the drive up here to come see you, with uh, Zach, Zach was driving here, and I was saying... Not Zach I'm, Efron. Not Zach. Zach. unfortunately. He was driving up here, and I was telling him how I'm really excited for The Beach Bum to come out. I think this month, I think it's in June. I think it's in June. Zach and I always do this thing where we talk about, like, if we hit Mega Millions, what we what would we do? Sure. Like a topical thing for like right now is that I don't know if you watched the first game of like the NBA finals, right? Did I know the Raptors
0: it? won, but I did not watch it now.
4: Okay. Well one of the things that Drake did is he sourced Adele Curry who's Steph Curry's dad's jersey, a Raptors jersey. Okay. And he sourced like an autograph Raptors jersey because he knew he was going to be courtside, so he could wear it to make fun of Steph Curry, who's playing in the finals. Sure, okay. And we're like, this is such an ultimate troll move. This is something that I would do if I hit Powerball, right? Like, because we're, we're, you know, like if if we had two hundred million dollars, what's the kind of dumb shit that we would do? And it's stuff like this, right? You know, you're going to be on ESPN. Maybe I'm not Drake, but if I wore like you know Steph Curry's dad's jersey to the game and sat courtside, I'd be on TV, right? From that, I was like. I love that Harmony Corn is playing this game in real life but without the Powerball money. Yeah. Because he has the fame and support of being Harmony Korn, making mm-hmm, great mm-hmm, movies, mm-hmm. he can do he can have wet dreams of like, what if Jimmy Buffett was best friends with Snoop Dogg? I would like to see how that plays out and you're like, Oh, well like why don't I just write that into a movie <laughs> and you're like oh shit it really happened like i'm like okay if i had powerball i would want to see betty white give like ice a a handjob in a car right cuz like that would be like the ultimate that would be like my weirdo yep. thing of like you put two people together and make them do something weird but he has this power so yeah i'm i'm excited for beach bum to come out cuz i'm really excited to talk about it with you but that's a, a roundabout way to say like man i wish i was harmony corn
0: yeah, no, I think we all do. I think anybody who's seen his movies appreciates Either they, like, really want to be him or want nothing to do with it. It's like yeah. one extreme or the other, right? Yeah. So looking forward to the next thousand episodes, we've got a lot of those are going to be Too Fast, Too Forever. Oh. Not not that many are going to be the other three, but... No,
4: we're, we're, we're going to have infinite Too Fast, Too Forever. I yeah. can't wait for the thousandth episode of Too Fast, Too Forever.
0: Which, if we think about it, will be... Say we do 30 a year, just because, like, we're probably... It's every other week, but a couple extra bonus, whatever. Roughly... 40 years? 30, 30, 33 years-ish. Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah, so, you know, 2052. So my house will be paid off. Uh, that'll be great. That'll be awesome. We'll have had our... We can just
4: burn it down.
0: Mm-hmm. We I mean, set it on fire. So here's the thing. If we're doing this in 30 years, we better be fucking making money by doing it. You know what I mean? Like, otherwise... Or not.
4: Or, or not.
0: Yeah, I guess not.
4: Cassie Wilson's still the only Patreon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shout out, Cassie. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's going to be good. Like, I think the important thing in that
4: thirty-five I... years wasn't gonna paid off your house.
0: $5 a month at a time. <laughs> exactly. I think that the the important thing is that we're still having fun with it, and I think that's – as much as we enjoy, we sort of prefer the two Fast, two Forever, I like the goofy games that we play on the Gosling and Channing. That's why I didn't want to Same. end them together altogether. Definitely the right move. Like, what we learned in terms of going to just focus on the one is the right move. I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I don't think so. But I think once in a while or whatever, I know it sort of feels like work and you don't necessarily want to watch them or whatever – But I think watching those every once in a while um, is good.
4: Because we direct so much focus to Too Fast, Too Forever, and because I'd seen the movies before, I come in mentally prepared for them. Yeah, I know that I do no work, actually, (laughs) for these. But like mentally, I have to prepare. I have to do some research. I have to be on. I have to watch the movie. Approaching a new movie that I hadn't seen before is more work, in quotations, than... Too fast, too forever. I always approach it and I'm like, oh man, this is, this is, I'm bad with scheduling too, so like. I'm like oh, this is something I have to do tonight, right? It's it's an, a necessity. Well, that's the
0: weird thing with you is that, like you never wanna record and after we finish. Like you're always in a good I mood. I feel great. It's
4: a great release. Like it's just fun to talk. It's fun to talk to you. It's fun to talk to our guests. It's fun to talk about the movie. Like even a bad movie I will enjoy talking to you about yeah. it. But it's draining. It is like mentally, emotionally draining for me. Like I have to be prepared for it. So like it's not work and like I never regret doing it, but I'll definitely drag my feet with you. Psych yourself times. up, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I gotta, yeah you got to get in it. You know what I mean? Like, you can't, you can't, you know, play the game unless you stretch first, kind of thing. So, you have to be ready for it.
0: Well, you and I have done about a hundred episodes together by right now, at this point, because we did about thirty-five Zeph and about thirty-five Fuck. Too Fast Too Forever. Hundred episodes between fifteen. So, and like
4: one tenth of these thousand are us. Uh huh. Damn. Not That's bad, A right? lot, man. That's a lot. That's more than I thought. i never added them up, so
0: it's a lot. So yeah, yeah so uh, here's to another thousand. Cheers! Thank you for doing this. Cheers! We'll drink a Corona to that for sure, man. And we will be back for the 2,000th episode, maybe, who knows. Fuck that, 10,000. I mean, pl- 10,000. 10,000 episodes! Yeah. Whoo, Lort. Billy Lort. Billy Lort? Billy Lort! Okay. You can find new episodes of Zack Attack every time Zack Efron puts out a new movie. You can find new episodes of Boyfriend Material and Magic Mikes every three months. And you can find new episodes of Too Fast, Too Forever every other Tuesday. So back in April 2016, we launched Keanu Club, Zack Attack, and a third podcast called Monkey Club. So Mike and I were doing Keanu Club, Joe and I were doing Zack Attack, and our friends Christian Larson and Chris Podcasts had the idea, we're going to do movies focusing on monkeys. It was a wild idea. They released 10 episodes. It was kind of a perfect set of 10. I was on one. Mike was on one. They had a handful of guests on other movies. Ronald Reagan was not a guest, but he was in one of the movies. There are some weird, weird movies that they covered on Monkey Club. Monkey Club had a short-lived life. After that show ended, Chris Podcast had an idea to do another show. Now and Again, which was our first sort of deviation from movies into some other form of pop culture now and again premiered a couple months later on september 1st 2016 so five months to the day after monkey club started and chris and his friends from high school would go on to talk about the now that's what i call music discs the smartest thing i think chris did is he brought nico on nico vasillo to be his permanent co-host and nico as we call him Nicopedia knows so much about pop culture And Now and Again really evolved into something wonderful and magical and kind of weird. Here's me talking to Chris about a little bit about Monkey Club, a little bit about Now and Again, and a little bit about all things cage club so chris we're here this is the final well, no it's not the final It's the final in-person interview i'm doing at my barbecue this is our exit interview
5: yeah this is the end of camp cage club this is like the day after the students finish like middle school and the uh-huh. teachers have to stay one more day to clean up their room yeah that's what's happening right now
0: is that a sad day because you used to be a teacher is that a sad day or is that like a fun no, that was the
5: day you would go out at like 12 30 and start drinking with your friends who were co-workers and just be like
0: oh god no kids for three months exactly but now I have to find a way to make money for the next three months. I mean, yeah. So thank you for helping me clean up my house. Of course.
5: Thanks for having me at Camp Cage Club and on the Cage Club Network. We
0: have a thousand episodes, a thousand barbecues. That's what I've heard. You
5: Every are... episode's a barbecue.
0: Every episode's a barbecue. You have been with us since almost the very beginning of a network. So we did Mike and I did Cage about eight months after that. He and I started Keanu, and me and Joe started Zack Attack, and then... Said monkey. Oh, well, no, you were there from the, from that wave because Monkey Club. I never heard of it. Oh. <laughs> monkey Club has been sort of a joke, but sort of a through line. and sort of like the holy
5: grail of shows. Deleted scenes, kind of.
0: Because it had a 10-episode, perfect run, yeah. audio quality poor on almost all of them. Yeah. Scheduling release almost poor on Awful. on most of them. Yeah. But there's something magical about that early run of Monkey Club.
5: So it's like the Man of the Hands of Fate of the uh-huh. of Cage Club? Cool. Yeah. I'm into it.
0: The crazy thing is, you know, every month I do the download numbers and I send those out. Not a lot, but people download those episodes. People are listening to those every month. Oh, like, no. some months it's like six people across ten episodes. Like, it's almost nothing. But people, every month, or Finding Monkey Club.
5: I don't know if there's a Monkey Club Cage Club email, but maybe it's overflowing with Bring Back Monkey Club. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Just one person. Whoever played the monkey in uh, Any Which Way But Loose really wants his comeuppance. Like, he really wants an episode about him. Just keeps emailing.
0: So when you were doing Monkey Club, did you have the idea for Now and Again? Or, or was that just like a, well, this died, now I want to... I like, I like the idea of podcasting.
5: I had the idea for Now and Again for a long time, but it really was the idea that the show initially was where it's different people come in every week, talk about their relation to pop music, which is really an untenable thing when you're advancing yeah. year by year. Um, it just it just can't happen. There's not that many interesting people. I mean, the original goal was that was the way that like this show would spread, quote unquote, virally, but like not like viral video, but like one person's on it. Yeah. They were like, hey, I'm on this podcast, and like maybe we get one person of theirs. Yep. To retain, yep. And in the next episode. A new person's on, but, like, they just, no one's ever said they were on the show, so. And frankly, I don't blame them, but. Well. So I just we realized it was a better show if just Nico was there, and, and it's more fun to just do it for us.
0: And I think even from the beginning, when I was on a few episodes, and I, like, I had fun doing because I had fun talking to you, but mm-hmm. it's also like, oh, I shouldn't be on here. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be on here because I want to be on every show, but at the same time, I don't have the expertise, or also, honestly, the interest in a lot of this. Yeah. And I remember that I did, the first one I did on Now and Again it was episode three, because now three, episode five or yeah, whatever. Because right. I remember growing up, I had three, five, and seven, the discs. And I looked at the track list, I was like, oh, I hate all of these, but three is the one I hate yeah, the least? And so I was on that. And then I was on one other later one, I think. And I couldn't yeah. remember, we recorded that one live in my apart- in my old apartment. Yeah. And I couldn't remember why I signed up for this one. And then that was it. And I'm thankful that I'm not, because I like listening to the show. The show is better without me, which I'm not too much of a well, man to admit. you said it.
5: Well, I mean, you're on, I don't know when this is coming out, but you're on a very soon to come out, or you've just come out episode of uh, Well, this T-Motion, episode is going to
0: come out this week, so you will be on, I'm assuming, the the, the dedicated one is going to come out, what, the 15th? That's going to be the mid-month check-in? Yes. So the next episode I'm on. Yeah. I think I've learned nothing, through the James podcast, Snow. so I've learned nothing, but I've learned through the podcast to really sort of shut
5: up at times. Well, when you're on a podcast with Nico, you have to. Yes. But, I'm. Um, <laughs> That's
0: number one. Hi, Nico. Love you, boy. A lot of the time, and I think it's different every conversation you're having, but a lot of the time, the guest is just more interesting, because they're the fresh voice or whatever. And in that one, I was the guest, but I'm also like, this is I know that this is not my dojo. I'm going to let Chris and Nico talk about production, something that I know nothing about, Mm. and just let them go to do their thing.
5: I mean, I feel the same way when I'm on like a cage or Keanu, is I kind of let you guys take the lead, and I just interject here and there, and that's fine.
0: Shout out Nico again. He was like, I don't really, I don't feel like I can do, like, I think he sort of feels about movies the way that I do about music. And it's just like, well, I just, I kind of want, like, I want your insight into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and at some point, Nico and Kevo are going to be on an entire lap of Fast and Furious because wow. Too Fast 2 Forever, because they I don't think they've ever seen any of them. They want to talk about how inclusive the franchise is. And I was like, I don't want to, like, blow your mind, but the first thing you hear in the first movie is a song by BT. And he knew that already. Oh. Not to make this all about Nico, but I think that them doing, he and Kevo doing HTML has sort of made him, like an avenue into movies and sort of broaden that. Because I think at the end sure. of the day, it's just talking.
5: Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Into a void. I mean, that's kind of the thing about doing a podcast or being in a band. I mean, I was in a lot of bands before I stopped being in bands. Brag. And, I mean, Nico too. But um, I guess I mean, Nico was in bands, but he made a lot of music at the same time that I was. Anyone who goes into songwriting or making music be like, I'm going to be famous. I mean, I guess the people who are famous would say that they did it from the beginning. But realistically, you have to go into it knowing that you would do it if no one listened anyway. For the love of the game, Exactly, and that's... I mean, these are the kind of conversations that I would have with people if no one was listening anyway, so it's just kind of fun to record it, and it gives me a reason to pop in and talk to my friends that I don't hear from very often in person and stuff, so...
0: And there are definitely moments that I've had with certain movies from actors, like a lot of Keanu and a lot of Charlize and now this early Hanks. I'm sure you have the same feeling on Now and Again, where it's just like, I don't like any of this. You're having a fun time talking, but it's just like, I would not be having a conversation about Matchbox 20... Maybe you would be.
5: Sometimes I wonder if the now and again concept has run its course. Mostly because it's, we're, we're what, 20 nows in? Maybe 18? The reason we have to take like three or four month breaks at a time is because it's just like, there's only so much you can say about bland music from X year. And it's just like, sometimes I just don't think it's that interesting anymore. The, the fact that I can have these conversations with Nico and they make me laugh, which is enough to keep doing it, is what keeps it going. But like, it's certainly not the same idea for a show that I had to start with. And that's fine, but like, I do sometimes wonder if how many more nows I can listen to. I know there's like seventy now, and we're—I don't think we even hit twenty. I think I'll die before I, we finish these. Just, I just—I just can't do that many nows in a row. They're real bad. That's the biggest revelation from this: is that they're really bad, worse than I ever thought. That's certainly a
0: thing to learn. But I—I I think what's good about your show that i kind of wish i had done more which i think we're doing a little bit in a way on too fast too forever that i think like, Nico and Kev have done a little bit and Nico on the X's for podcast guys have done a little bit and like even is like you're able to sort of pump the brakes on the schedule and do something weird and unexpected yeah. like whether it's the emotion minute whether it's the now all-stars and now regulars, whether
5: it's uh, that Rolling Stone top 100 bullshit, whether
0: it's just reading that Quincy Jones interview, whatever it is where it's like, this feels more fun. And I think that's what we've learned is that, you know, Mike and I have always been like, this is the order we're going in. And I think there's value to that. But I think at the same time, there's value to being like, oh, Quincy Jones just said some crazy things. Let's take 45 minutes and talk about it. And like, it's more engaging than like, I've got nothing to say about this song.
5: Yeah, sometimes you guys gotta take the shot when it's given to you, you know? Silly shit like that, or, like, just Taylor Swift being insufferable, and it's just gonna be like, okay, we're gonna do 40 minutes on how insufferable Taylor Swift is. Like, you gotta jump on that when you have the chance, and it's welcome because it holds off doing now... 17 for another month and sometimes you just you, you need that like it's really easy to get lost and how bad some of these are
0: let's get lost
5: i wish i wish it was all carly all the time honestly i'm gonna be really sad when we're finished with this month you could just keep going as
0: long as you want to because she's got a lot of songs she sure does but do you have a favorite episode of now and again not necessarily your favorite songs or whatever but you know re- an episode you remember recording that you really liked
5: so that's tough to say because it's really difficult to remember what's on like now 13. Like, I don't remember what's on that, but I remember certain moments of the early episodes. I mean, I still have a pretty good memory of recording the very first episode at Nico's house, and it was like six hours of recording. We just, we didn't realize how far we were going, and it was so much. Like, if you go back to now, like, episodes one and two, like, they're probably like two hours each is just ludicrous like that is maybe the biggest barrier to entry and the barrier to creation that is like the biggest is editing well that's, a shitload of raw that's audio. what mike
0: and i have done because we were doing we just recorded born on the fourth of july for cruise club which is a two and a half hour movie where tom cruise is basically on the screen the entire time mm. we were talking about how like the structure we've added to the new shows where it's like favorite moment least favorite moment this that kind of helps keep it to like an hour because mm. early on when we were doing the early cage movies because we were so young dumb and full of cum Keanu, Shetta, yeah.
5: your gravestone. It's going on my grave, yeah.
0: There was really an inclination, I think, to summarize and just be excited, be like, "We're never going to talk about the Rock again. Let's talk about the Rock for three hours, and that's cool." But at the same time, especially back then when we were doing three a week, it's like, "Oh no, this is a lot of work on the back end to make something that like isn't just fun to do, but is like somewhat fun to listen to." And that's the, I think that's the thing about podcasting that most people know, but not maybe not everybody knows, is that like to get from where we are to something listenable. There's work involved.
5: Yeah, and I actually had a podcast before I did. <laughs> I guess this is kind of a funny story of how I even ended up here. I did a podcast before the Cage Club Network was a a glimmer in Daddy's eye. Even
0: so, did I? But yes, go yeah, ahead.
5: and uh, it was a bad movie podcast, which is a shame because there's never been another one of those. Those. I mean, it's a great idea. Someone should jump on it.
0: There's not enough bad movies
5: out there. No, no one has ever done a podcast about bad movies.
0: Check out the Real Bad Podcast on the Cage Club Podcast Network.
5: Ching. Me and three other people did that, and. At that time, we recorded over Skype without individual stems, so it was trying to figure out how to just record a clusterfuck and then edit a clusterfuck.
0: That's what the early Cage Club was. It was
5: uneditable, probably unlistenable. I don't know. Actually, it was probably more listenable than it was to edit, but it was just, I couldn't do it after certain amount of time it was so hard and so when christian was like hey you want to do this because he, he liked that show actually
0: well he was a big champion of sports or starters too he was, like he was our original editor he's like i love your yeah. banter i was like if you want to do this work go for it
5: he liked our show and he was a he was a stand for it and i appreciate that and then he was like do you want to do this podcast about monkey moves and i was like as long as i have to do literally nothing so you're the joe too of that podcast i didn't edit. I didn't. Hi, Joe, too. He's not listening to this. <laughs> I, uh, I basically watched the movie on like 1.5 speed. And then I came and I recorded on I think that was the same thing. We recorded over Skype or something like that with Larson's at the time just awful like Brooklyn Comcast
0: work computer and terrible Internet.
5: Just awful. It was like being in a different time zone to somebody. As that petered out, I was still enjoying it uh, not realizing where my life would go that like maybe this would not be tenable for the long term. But uh, I had the idea. And I just kept doing it. I'm having fun. And even though, like, my career and life get in the way a lot, Uh it's something I try to keep going regularly because, sure, maybe there's someone listening. I don't know. Hello, if you're out there. Um, (laughs) I don't know where this is going to be posted, so maybe not. But yes, probably. maybe, probably no one. But it's something that keeps me tethered to things I liked and people that I like. And I, I, again, with my career and my school, it's, like, very easy to lose sight of that. Yeah. So it it keeps me, even though it's more stuff that sometimes is getting in the way, it is something that keeps me tethered to the life I used to have and the things that I enjoyed and the people that I enjoyed. So I will keep doing it until I can do it. And that's the thing that I've I've talked to a few people in these interviews about, but like I literally met Lindsey
0: Gibb because of the podcast. Like I probably would have run into Nico at some point, but I was saying earlier when we recorded the dedicated episode that, like, of the three people I've talked to the most in the world, it's probably Joe 2, it's my sister, and it's Nico. It's a lot of, like, work, quote-unquote work, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of just, like, conversation, but it's just, he's just good, cool to talk to, and, like, without this kind of stuff, we wouldn't have that relationship. Right. I wouldn't know a lot of these people. I wouldn't be talking to all these people nearly as much as I am now. We're doing a lot of work, but it's also leading to fun, like, in both the barbecue this year and last year, in my Camp Cage Club in the fall, where we had the, let's figure out what we're doing with the network thing, mm-hmm. and just reasons to get together and just have conversations that you might be having otherwise but not as frequent or not as often or is maybe not as fulfilling. I'm just thankful that everybody's on some level or to an ex- extreme extent or whatever on board with this weird ride. Yeah,
5: it is a weird ride, but it's fun. I've seen a lot more Cage and Keanu movies. Honestly, those are probably, because it's easier to think about one movie than it is like a compilation of shitty music. Yeah, Some of my most memorable memorable episodes, and as it's nothing against yeah, do you have a my own podcast. Do you have a favorite like,
0: one of that you didn't host. Like what it's it's easier one? to think
5: about those because yeah. I had a blast on uh, Mad Max. Yeah, I think that's one of the episodes where I had the most to say. But I mean, our our entire run on Christopher Nolan. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. I had a great time with those, and it allowed me to revisit movies that I have a tendency to not revisit movies that I liked from a certain period of time because I'm just like, oh no, what if it's bad? Let's just keep the memories alone. Yeah, and I revisited a bunch of movies that I wasn't sure if I would like again, and and that was. The only way I was ever going to do it, and I'm glad I did, and it was a really fun time. And most of those are still really good. Absolutely, um, I like being on the bad episodes. I liked being on the Watcher. No fat Keanu. I It was it was fun. What Cage ones was I on? I remember doing the the um the watch along to the Superman documentary. Yeah. So Mostly... you were
0: our first guest on Cage Club revisited, hey. and we did three in one day. Yeah. Oh, Wait, no, no, did no, no. The Nick Cole we did Hidman two. One. We did, yes, it was Trespass and yeah. a documentary.
5: I basically just made fun of Kevin Smith for like two hours. Mostly just read that tweet about him rimming his wife. Oh, boy. Best tweet ever made.
0: Forgot about that. Yeah,
5: look that up. Or don't. <laughs> I don't remember a ton of Cage ones I was on. I was on the late Eric Cage. True, not true detective. Uh, bad detective. Bad lieutenant. Bad detective. Sorry, I had to get there at some point. Bad Detective, Lieutenant Port of New Orleans call.
0: Bad Detective is like the Japanese translated, like, yeah. Nicolas Cage, like, from a different movie, and just Japanese lettering, just says, Bad Detective, Louisiana.
5: So I came in late, and I think that was a result of just not wanting to do Well, that's stuff. the
0: thing that Mike and I have talked about. Like, early on, we had no guests for most of Cage Club. We had no oh, really? guests. Because I just think that people didn't really... We didn't know if people were going to want to. And then when we were asking people, sort of like, you want to do our thing? And then Toba was like... I would love to give us like a list of like eight movies I was just like, Oh, if Tobin, who has a family and a career, is willing to do this, maybe our friends would too. And then I think we started just asking more people and then it sort of snowballed from there.
5: Yeah, I'm trying to remember how I ended up there. Um, other than just kind of tangentially through the death of Monkey Club, but I don't know. day.
0: Do you have anything else planned? I guess the last question I'll ask is, do you have anything else anything else exciting planned? So there's the emotion minute, and you're eventually at some point going to go back to it, at least for a little bit, the now, the proper now and again. Yeah. Do you have anything else planned? Because, I mean, the emotion minute has been something talked about basically the entire show.
5: So many jokes that came from, like, the first or second episode. Just like... We did them, <laughs> and this is one of them that was just a a joke, yeah. a riff that we did, and like, yeah, let's let's do it. Is
0: there anything else like that that you think you or anything no. that you didn't joke about that you think you want to do one day?
5: No, but I, I I would be shocked if we finished now. Honestly, I think I think the show dies before we catch up, and I, I don't mean to to kind of shit on my own show. It's just like it was a good idea, but I I, I imagine you had these moments when you're like into the shit of Hyano movies or yeah. into the worst Nicholas yeah. Cage movies, or just like what the fuck did I sign myself yeah. up for? We're still, feel, we're still feeling with Hanks. We're like, we know good Hanks is
0: coming, but why are we willingly watching this bullshit? Yeah. And not only that, but making other people watch it with us. Like, that's, it's just, I feel bad. Like, you could just watch
5: good things or listen to good things. Well, that's
0: and... why we did Cinemakers, Nolan. We wanted to do a bigger director, but we're also like, hey, we like these movies. Let's just do this. Like, let's just, and that was like, in that run, all three of us were like, oh, yeah, we could only watch good movies. Like, that's a choice we could make. Yep. And here we are not doing that. Nope. But that's just what this network is.
5: It sure is, and I have a, I have a sticker. I have multiple stickers, and I've put multiple stickers in in bathrooms of bars oh, in Philadelphia. I have so
0: many, so many stickers in so many bathrooms and in so many countries now, too.
5: Yeah, uh, a lot of Philadelphia. You can find uh Cage Club stickers in bathroom bars. I have a shirt. Now. Yeah, one of my workout shirts is the Cage Club logo. Love it. It's a comfy, comfy, comfy shirt.
0: Well, we have a, a threadless shop if you want a Cage Club shirt. Okay. So you can go on there. That's not a plug for that. It just came. It, came it is a up. plug for that. It is a plug for that. Well, Chris, thank you for being a part of this weird family. Yeah. Really diversifying your bonds with Wu-Tang Fini- Financial by doing music, because we were just movies for a while, and you sort of, from the beginning, though, but, like, opened it up to other things, and that sort of allowed, in a weird way, access podcast, kind of.
5: I don't regret it. Question mark hashtag no regrets no regrets that's is that how we're ending it it's you know it's a, it's a good ride uh, live your live your life one quarter mile at a time or something
0: oh yeah hey now and again comes out on the first of the month and the fifteenth of the month every month so even though Chris opened the door into new non movie types of podcasts the next show that launched was another podcast that followed an actor's filmography from start to finish P.S. I love Hoffman the show is hosted by Kyle Reinfried and Brian Rodriguez two people I had not known before we started the podcast network. They were friends of Mike's, but now I can say they're friends of mine too. Is that corny? I don't care. As we'll talk about, they like the idea of a finite series, and now they're doing what Mike and I were doing with Cage Club Revisited, with P.S. I Still Love Hoffman, where they're doing monthly rewatches of some of their favorite Hoffman movies. Kyle and Brian have each started their own new shows, Kyle with Foodie Films, and Brian with High School Slumber Party. So we chat about Hoffman, Foodie Films, High School Slumber Party, and more. I'm here now with the Hoffbros, You are the first ones I'm recording simultaneously, but I feel like it's hard to do one without the other. I don't know about that. We both have our own separate shows now. I'm a little offended. Wait, what? hundred percent?
6: Do you? No. I thought it was just Hoffman. <laughs> <laughs> do I what have more? Fu- no, I don't yet. You more have more episodes, yeah. No, then Hoffman, no. Oh, oh, No, Hoffman. no you, no.
0: Your Hoffman is... Hoffman's around 65. Hoffman an, the original one was like low 60s, 60, like 62, 63. Yeah, without PSI still. And then you have yeah. Even 11 that. of those, so you're like 70-ish. And you have high 50s. High 50s, yeah, yeah. so... You're about to. I so guess you are still
6: known for the Hoffman thing then. We each month you're, you're
0: gaining two or three on Hoffman, so you'll by the end of the year-ish <laughs> you'll be about tied.
6: Anyway, I don't mind being here with Kyle, you know, because we started the podcast journey together, yeah. and we'll end it together when... Uh, <laughs>
0: on your joint suicide.
6: One, yes. One of us will murder Got the tar. other one, and then we'll just... So you know, now, Brian, yeah.
0: I have... <laughs> I am saying to you, I have a surprise for you, and it's also for you, too, but it's mostly for Brian, but you and I are you? sharing... That's fine, because well. I don't and like surprises. surprises. I know from the most recent short-order episode of short-order sessions of yes. footy films that you are living that Yerba Mate lifestyle. If you... So I have... Uh, what? Some, some Yerba Mate... Ooh. I've never had this before. Have you had these before?
7: I don't like ethnic drinks. I'm kidding.
0: So. (laughs) Not really. I was at ShopRite last night buying food for my barbecue. Yeah. And I asked the cashier, do you have these? She's like, I've never seen these before. She's like, what are they? I was like, I don't know. I'm like, they're a tea of some kind. Yeah. And she's like, well, if they're a health thing, I was like, they might be. She's like, go check over in the corner because so they have like a health section. So I'm impressed. I have two cans of the Bluephoria and two of the Lemon Elation. He loves well, the alation. I love Lemon Elation. Yeah. Bluephoria is not you bad. You want to try Bluforia?
7: My favorite color is blue. Go blue, go blee, blue. blue. Oh, are we going to like
0: cheers this right yeah. now? Fuck yeah. I wanted to try both so you can have the blue. Hashtag
7: Yerba Mate Lifestyle. This is the Yerba Mate. Wayaki. Yeah, let's
0: open it and then oh. cheers and then cheers. Drink. Did, you, did you learn the. Yeah. These are not cheap. No, this is a ten dollar bit that I'm doing Wait, right now. Ten dollars a no no two fifty each oh. two fifty each. Okay, okay. <laughs> Cheers. So I'm drinking the Lemon Elation.
7: I'm drinking the
6: Blue Foria. <laughs> that sounds I'm, really. I didn't have my really your today,
0: so though I had a lot of cheese doodles at your barbecue. It's kind of mild. This one is at least. So this is like a health drink sort of, but it's also an appetite suppressant. Is that what you're saying? Think of it as as a
6: substitute for coffee. If you think of the taste of coffee, yeah, it's way more mild than coffee. Yeah.
7: Um, I wouldn't necessarily say. This. Can I try that one? Yeah, please.
6: Is yours not much? You try this one. I mean, <laughs> just as far as the, the, this, is the, the this is a more mild blueberry taste from it. This a more mild flavor, just lemon elation.
7: This is much more. mild. Uh, there's a little. Zinc. That's like a mild tea. Yeah.
0: This is like a tea with a little bit of blueberry kick in yeah. the end. This is this blueberries is, are, this is the good shit. I'm telling if you. This is. I
7: mean, it obviously is an organic brand, so I'm assuming like the blueberries are like healthy blueberries, which blueberries are good for you. So,
0: but I knew that I wanted to get this because nation, you're so. living that yerba mate lifestyle. And I I'm living that yerba mate lifestyle. That's correct. <sighs> anything we can do to get you towards a sponsorship with yerba mate <laughs> is okay, in my oh, book.
7: I want to do a shout out right now to Blue Point Brewing.
0: So yeah, I yeah, yeah. was
7: try- like, so on the short order sessions, mm-hmm. Brian and I were saying how you know we both tried to reach out to them and we didn't hear anything. You know, Brian For went, the went onto the we- beer.
6: It's a yeah. Presidente, which is the Dominican beer, Okay. and Blue Point, which is a great Long Island brewery. Sure. Yeah. They collaborated on a beer. They had an ad, but we couldn't find it anywhere.
7: Yeah, and Brian went on to their website, and I guess it wasn't updated yet for the locations that it was, where the Platano, uh, it's called Una Fria.
6: Una Fria. Una Fria. One, yeah, yeah. one cold? Yeah, cold one. Cold one. Think cold of it like one. that. Yeah. Like, a, like hey, Here's the, the, a cold one. All
7: Spanish is like Yoda. <laughs> <And> <laughs> backwards. <laughs> yes. Uh and so uh, they they get back to me, and they say, oh, go on to our, uh, on our website. And sure enough, I go, and I send it to Brian, saying, like, oh, this place is near your work. Like I didn't see it at first, because I put in a, the generic sure. New York City zip code.
6: A random one, yeah. Yeah,
7: then he looked, and it's, then it said a bunch of places by him, and he went in. Sure enough, there it is. But then
6: I, I uh, they write back to me, and they're like, oh, so sorry. Be clear, because this is the power of the Cage Club podcast network. Yeah. We recorded, and I was like, "That's bullshit." I looked up on that search thing, yeah. and they didn't have that beer on the list. Yeah. They must have listened and then messaged you. Whoa! And now they're sending me free beer. Really? Yeah. Free beer? Una fría. This is the only thing I podcast for free beer, so you know I get <laughs> <One laughs> twenty percent.
7: The if, if they had sent, I was ho- I was hoping for some reason this was on I guess Wednesday evening or th- early Thursday that they sent that to me, uh-huh. and so I was hoping by some chance maybe it would have been delivered and I was going to bring it.
0: I don't know if you know this but months ago we got an email to Boyfriend Material about Kyle's episode about The World's End and it's just some dude who has like a brewery or some kind of beer something or other I didn't know this and was like I know this I'm telling you I'm telling you now and he was like hey we love what you're doing and I was like this is spam we want to give you money to include a link and I was like Kyle do you Mind if we do this? And he's like, oh, "No, sure." Put, just like, put, put the, the money for the network. network. <laughs> the network's so, like it paid put for the, it paid for the server, the the hosting, the web domain for the year. But it was just like this like thing about like you know Kyle talks to this guest about World's End and blah 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 blah. Also, if you want a beer, go check out. i was just like. Oh, okay. And they paid us twenty dollars for it. So that was your world's end guest. No, no it was no, someone no, independent was just together, a r- together. Random. Oh, but yeah. they found our beer post or whatever, and yeah, it was just like, great. "Hey, it was great." I mean, that's the first time we made money really on the network. So everything's it's fine. coming so up. Kyle's Kyle. the biggest money maker. 100 oh, percent. You have the thing that I think is the most monetizable, and most like everyone loves food. Yeah. Yeah. That you, that you can that you <laughs> sure, can get sure. things from. Just I mean, all the influencers on the Facebook that you talk or Instagram that you talk to. Yeah. Guest on Greek wedding and all those different episodes. Oh, or, if I was a
7: good businessman, I'm sure I would have had more by now. But even, but
6: no, but it's true, even not so much in the podcast, but you have connections that are the best connections anyone could ever have, because they give you sustenance to survive. Hey, I did. And uh,
0: as we know, Brian requires sustenance. And I yes. do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of the most,
6: uh, it's going to come out soon
7: within like um, next month at least one another first cut episode where i highlight people that have achieved a lot in the food industry benjamin one of the owners of benjamin uh, steakhouse i d- did an episode with him mm-hmm. he says like we were talking about uh porterhouse this whole time yeah he's like now let's give you one and this, this is like a 40 day dry aged porterhouse Ooh. that costs like you know i'm doing a thumbs up there, symbol. An expensive steak. Well, I mean, I an told expensive you steak
0: that it was delicious. Two months ago or whatever, I was in New York with my boss for a meeting, and he brought me in for a meeting. Which Montenegro. Is nice of him, and we went out to lunch. They all got salads, and I was like, "Oh, there's a Pat LaFrieda burger on the menu." Yeah.
7: I can't not not <laughs> get that. Pat LaFrieda is the man. He's. I said. I think. I uh, again on this short. He was your sessions, gateway
0: to everything. I
7: think. Yeah. I mean, I, I said like you're the. Godfather of the Soul. network. Soul. And he's and the he's he the meat the, of the meat. And he is the yeah, and he's the he's the godfather of food for me. Like he's and he's just all pretty much every first cut episode that I've recorded or have
6: released already is a ripple effect from him. And he's he's a he's a great guy. Kyle, so. what would I have to accomplish to be on a first cut episode? Own my own restaurant? <laughs> like would it be own my own restaurant? Um, I think like a food. No, well, I mean you, you're a food truck is
7: uh, okay yeah, a th- a fu- yeah a food truck like well, okay, and I, mean, I don't also, mean like no, but if you like i mean at one point uh, like this is not like the, like your family owned grocery stores right like the yeah one, but come on hey i don't know if there was chips. like if you continue owning chains of grocery stores yeah like, something I like that. I suppose
6: you could be like hey here's my friend Brian he's like you know going to be on this episode i mean, I mean like as the i mean there's guy. other
7: people that i've had on uh, regular episodes of foodie films that have achieved That's fine. a I've lot done it. so far i'm talking about like, first the, cut what does
6: one have to do to be a first cut Guest I, uh, own their own restaurant or have their own company that's food based, yeah, yeah, like or food, be, truck. or, food like, trucks, okay,
7: or just obviously have a lot of their work, like multiple works out there. Again, have been written up like about a lot, you know, pretty much like the same reasons that you get the little, the blue symbol next to you on. Uh,
6: so, if I got a blue check, I would be. You, can, you Would can. you like me more as a friend if I had a blue check on any of the social media? Would I like you as a
0: friend more? No. Yeah, as a friend. <laughs> no. I would try to For yeah. the record, this is my favorite one of these that I've done because I've I not listened in like five minutes. Well, you guys we're, are. We're, we're high on, <laughs> on
7: <laughs> energy infusion because of. Fuck yeah.
6: Uh, you're Mamonte. You're, you're going to be off the walls, Kyle, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm going to blow my blue for you.
0: <laughs> so, let's go back to the beginning of Hoff Bros, So, yes. of PSL of Hoffman, where I think. I'm past that. I don't time. want to talk about that anymore. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think I met you guys for the first time. Was it at Rocky that I met you for yeah. the first time? Yes, I met you for the first time
7: helping you out with the golden yes, peach. Yes,
0: and I was—I had a hundred and three degree fever that I did not know. I didn't know you met him before I met him.
7: Yeah, you did. I did.
0: I didn't really know that it was the same person. You brought it up to me recently. I like did? Mike, Mike was just like, "Oh, yeah, my friends Kyle no, and did. Brian are here." I was like, "Oh, okay, cool." And then he gave, gave us shirts, and we weren't sitting near one another but at you Rocky. You're talking about at Rocky. Yeah, but I had met Kyle like nine months earlier. I didn't know that because when I had flown up from Austin right before, because like, I moved back in July. But in March, I had flown up for my fantasy baseball draft, and Mike and I did the Golden Peaches, and Kyle filmed it, and me yes. and Mike where okay. did it. Yes. Okay. Okay. I didn't realize that. And then that December, I think was. Yeah, it was December. The rocking era, Longest
7: right? day of my life, for multiple reasons. I
0: loved it. I love seeing that rocking. Oh, I was great I, I mean, blew, I would.
6: I also blew, to blew it, it that day too. I remember distinctly when we all met. You guys had an argument very quickly about Me and something. Kyle? It was like a 30-second argument. You said something?
0: Got a and, lot of and, arguments. And like you it. were like, that's not
6: fucking true. Like, right away.
0: Uh, it must have been one, about, one of it. Was this before or after Kyle had stage fright and completely locked up on stage? <laughs> <laughs> that's why I meant by I blew it, yeah. <laughs> I remember. I was doing
7: well with the r- Wheelhouse game before. is standing in front of a crowd. I know that I, I always get, get turned, turned off, I and I
0: shouldn't, but I get turned off when, like, you guys were so comfortable around Mike, and I didn't really know you guys, and you were just like in this report. And I was just like, "Well, I'm not a part of this, and whatever." And so I might have been a dick there, but you know. Also, it was probably you the so of a little. were so comfortable with Trust Mike me. that
7: we call him Manzi. Yeah. You weren't a dick.
6: <laughs>
0: oh yeah.
7: I think
6: we, I think we were just like we we came up. We're like, "Hey, what's up?" Blah, blah blah. And you were like, you said something along the lines. You said something sucked, and Kyle was like, "That sucked." You, think, you know. It was something. Absolutely. It was very brief. And Brian, Brian, was like a details. movie.
0: Like a movie. Like it the might have been whatever maybe, Rocky something? we had just. Oh, oh, long came Polly. I know you like, but that's a Yeah, but I hadn't seen yeah. that then. Yeah. So here's the question for you. I know that I think at that day, because I think you guys started the following April. I want to say that like you had started Hoffman like a couple months after that. Because I think Mike had said something to me about like my friends are here. They're thinking about doing a podcast. So now. Did you have an idea to do something before Mike and I did Kate and Keanu, or was it because of Mike doing stuff that you guys no, wanted to do? Yes, okay. okay. It's, a,
7: it's, a, it's like a kind of middle down yeah, the road
6: Well, that's what I want to know. Yeah. We're, we're getting the bottom I this. pretty much, every time we talk and hang out, we're doing a
0: podcast. Yeah. We're just not recording. Yeah, I know, because yeah. I haven't been able to get a word in edgewise here. You guys yeah. are talking about whatever you're talking about. Well, you decided no, have both of us at the same time. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you. Well, it's better. It's great banter, baby. Oh,
6: yeah. Yeah. I went to Kyle, Mike, and the Mad Dog at one point because I I saw first time long time <laughs> dog dog. I had
0: seen. Hey, you're Mike. He is definitely Mike. You are definitely Mad Dog. Don't don't say that you're Mike. No, <laughs> no I'm, I'm re- 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 there is there is no version Wait, of the excuse world me, where you sir. <laughs> excuse me, sir. I'm
7: related to Tolly, aka okay, Joe Tallison, who guested a lot on Mike and the Mad Dog. He, no, he was more. Yeah, he was the
6: update guy. Yeah, that's your uncle. uncle. Yeah, um, through marriage. <laughs> are you rela- wasn- are you related
0: to Sweeney Murdy? sweeney no. who mike have you seen a clip where mike falls asleep while talking i'm related to, to baba Boo. have you seen yeah. that of course i have oh it's the best where mike like, where sweeney's calling in for an update and mike's falling asleep with a cycle <laughs> i
6: want to talk head. about like sports during right wfan probably my biggest influence in podcasting is like being as a kid listening to wfan are you
0: mic'd up i'm
6: more like steve summers guy okay i i, I opened up a Box no, but that Steve I Summers nothing. used to. <laughs> this is this is uh, Moneyball all over again. Steve Summers used to be. <laughs> Steve Summers still is, but before was more of a character than a actual radio guy. He used to come on after the game and do like a monologue at the beginning. Okay, and that w- that always inspired me. Regardless, we're not about Mike and the Mat. We're talking about talking about curl. We're not talking about Mike and the Mat. Yeah. The, the yeah, so, yeah, Mike and uh, Mike, Mike. <laughs> Brian and I. Oh, this is, I'm getting drunk. I off the I Black. messaged Kyle. There's no uh, alcohol in this, right? This is just <laughs> no. Alcohol. Yeah, exactly. I saw drunk off a of blueberry like Moneyball. Charlie Wilson's War and, and another Hoffman film. I can't remember which one. Like in succession? Like in quick? Like, like just like they were on TV and yeah. I'm like fuck I love every movie that we always loved Hoffman. We talked about him it was very sad when he died. Yeah. We talked about... we always loved Hoffman films but I remember watching a couple of and I'm like this guy is in a lot of films I really really enjoy. Right. And he was my favorite is my favorite. I'd listen to Cage Club I knew Manzi was on it. We were friends with him. I obviously didn't know you. I would started listening to a lot a of simpler episodes. simpler time. Especially, if you go back to like for the Cage Club Facebook feed, you'll see me commenting just as a fan. Really? A couple times. Yeah. Especially on Moonstruck. I commented a couple times on You Moonstruck. love Moonstruck. I love Moonstruck. And I'm like, you know, we could talk about Hoffman films. I said that to you. Huh. I'm like... I don't know how to uh, do a podcast. We know our friend Manzi's doing a podcast. First, I remember I said this. I think, uh, yeah. I, I want to do and you're like, oh, I'd love to be a guest. I'm like, Kyle, oh, no, we should do it together. You are like, oh, okay, let's do it. Were you guys
0: that. podcast number six? Because we had Cage originally. And then on, the, yeah, on April 1st, Club. 2016, we had Keanu, Zef, and Monkey Club. And then I think Wistful was before you. Oh, no, now and again. So you were either six or seven with Wistful. We were, you were right, you right before Wistful early. was right after us. So you we were, right were right before Wistful. So you Wistful. were six, okay. We had
6: like three or four episodes before Wistful. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah,
0: no,
7: at that point, like, I had, uh, there's actually a uh, shout-out to Giancarlo Dinamo. Uh, he is now successful in the oh uh, in the world of WWE as, like, a
6: promoter. This guy's my hero. Wait, who's this guy? Giancarlo is a guy. He's from who, Waldwick, New Jersey. How San did you Mandy. meet him? Through friends, right? Yeah,
7: through my friend Leon, who's guested on PSL Love Hoffman and uh, Foodie
6: Films. He's a guy from Waldwick. We were on. Originally, Kyle and I went on his podcast when we were doing a movie together. Yeah. Okay. He, he I, ended we, 100%. We like ri- 100 so were like... You guys were cheating on us
0: before you were with us? Before
6: you yeah. even started the network, this guy had a pocket I'm like this. Is you guys were the side piece. We were. I, I was thinking, like, this is dumb, what the hell is this? <laughs> Kyle did a couple podcasts with him, famously yeah. one, where one of he a, talked about yeah. his, like, It's dating. called
7: OK Kyle, and I was all, like, about But oh, I've da- heard about this. Yeah. His dating life, yeah. mm-hmm. and a girl
6: actually, like, was into him, and then, like, messaged him, hey, yeah, I heard and, your episode, and I'm not oh, going to date it. Oh, yes, I've heard anymore. about this, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. But this guy now, like, we used to kind of, believe it or not, like, I love Giancarlo now, and even at the time, but... We used to like be like, wow, this guy's hustling really he, hard. He would be doing a lot. And I was, just, and I, I again, like, this isn't, he's successful now, so it's does,
7: number one, whatever I say, it doesn't even matter. <laughs> but I would always, I would be like, oh, if he focused on one thing, I feel like he yeah, would Yeah, because become, he was like a tornado of. Yeah. Of, he would of, have his, yeah. I don't know. He, he would have his t- toes in a lot of puddles. And now he works in
6: WWE making, like, amazing documentaries <laughs> yeah. that people are talking about everywhere. Like, fuck. And, like, and this guy was like, podcasting before
0: you were even bro- podcasting. Think about that. Yeah. Well, I was doing sports for starters back in 2012. Yeah, he was. Do- yeah, he was doing it. Yeah. So was, okay, was, right? it was probably 2010, right? His,
7: his was called Pop Cultivation.
0: Pop Cultivation. So You should still check it out. So here's a guys. story for you guys. I don't know if you know this, but you know, I, I don't. I, th- I think you know that I met Joe Two through Halo Two, right? Yes. Like, you know that. So I met Joe Two playing Halo Two. Oh, Back wow. in 2005. <laughs> Didn't know that, that I was playing with a friend who lived in New Jersey that I'd never met. And Joe and his friends came into our room, and our goal in Halo 2 was that we were good at the game, but we were not great, and we wanted to just basically play games with people who were fun to play with, who were pretty good, that we could, you know, win, but also not be too serious about it, whatever. The friend that I was playing with before I met them was this kid who lived down in Ocean County, and he was like, you and I should start a podcast about Harry Potter. This is 2005, mind you. Like, a podcast I <laughs> had just crazy. started. A podcast is just started. They yeah. just started, and I was like... I, That's was like, crazy. I was like, "Who the fuck would want to listen to you and me talk about Harry Potter?" He's like, "I don't know." I was like, "This is dumb." And then, f- flash forward, you know, fourteen years later, I spend twenty hours a week doing this bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, I had, I could have, I could have had the Harry you Potter call, podcast. on bullshit. Yeah, a little bit. It's the best <laughs> kind of. Bullshit, but I know what though. you but like, mean. I, if, if I had had a Harry Potter podcast, then like, just by the fact that there were probably yes. two hundred podcasts, as yeah. opposed to. 800, 800, you yeah. yeah. would have
6: had the Harry Potter yeah. P- yeah. podcast. You would have gone J- to Potter J.K.
0: Rowling could have been at this barbecue. Hind- hind-
6: hindsight. J.K. Rowling would be at this barbecue, but instead the barbecue would be at your mansion yeah. somewhere.
7: <laughs> and someone wouldn't confuse Dan
6: Fogler with uh, Daniel Radcliffe. With, no, the
0: other Josh Gad. Josh Gad, because they <laughs> would both
6: be there, and yeah. people would see their facial structure and be like, they are different people. They are different, yeah. <laughs>
0: So you guys did you have an idea to do Hoffman before? I guess the question I asked you a while ago that you didn't answer. Did you have the question to do Hoffman before Cage Club or did, like did you No, you, like, you guys
7: you, doing a podcast not before on, Cage Club? Yeah, you guys doing a podcast on an act. You sort of were like, "Oh, we can do this kind of thing." And we also and also he so he saw like a bunch in a row. He's like, "My he obviously we not both love purpose. No, and we both we both love him, but like I yeah, I fuck, you know, he's my end-all, be-all favorite
6: actor. It's something we talked about, for sure. Yeah, and
7: something we definitely talked about. And then, obviously, very sad and a horrible thing that he passed away. Yeah. But we did kind of like the idea that there were a finite amount of episodes.
6: Yeah. I don't so. know what you thought you were doing giving us the year of mate At
0: we'll, 7.30 at night, at 8 o'clock at night? We're woo! not going to stop talking. talking about wrestling. Little <laughs> well, Ric Flair here, baby. So, <laughs> do you two have a favorite episode of Hoffman that you did together? Woo. That's tough. That's the favorite <gasps> Hoffman.
7: favorite. So favorite episode versus obviously, like, first my mind goes to so like a favorite movie, but a favorite episode. I still, as much as it was as chaotic as the Twisters in the movie, I really do love the Twister
6: episode. That was fun. That was fun. Um, but I think even us talking... It's funny, Joey. Like, I think you'd appreciate this from doing so many episodes. I'd almost have to see a list. Hoffman was something that, it was our first podcast together. I love it. Yeah. I know you love it. It was our first foray. I feel like we only got strong in it, like completely confident. Yeah in the last, last like, ten films. Yeah. Which I wish we had that like confidence going into it in the entire run. Guys, if you're listening, definitely listen to Hoffman. You're probably not gonna notice what we Well noticed. that's the
0: thing. Like, you know, Mike and I did so many episodes of Cage Slow before we knew how to like record properly. You <laughs> know what I mean? like, I'm proud of the stuff we did because I think it was passionate and it was interesting, but it's also like, oh, this sounds like shit. I remember just audio quality wise. Absolutely. Yeah. No, no, no. I get yeah. it.
6: I remember being But just even
7: thinking pattern with of the first <laughs> Hunger
6: Games with Kara. Yeah. We finally, like, with her we had done one episode with her. But we got on such like a a role, check out Patch Adams. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we got on such a role chemistry rise <laughs> wise recording that episode that it was like, oh, this is how you do it, podcast, and that yeah. was one of his last films. Yeah, but uh, then that
0: propelled you into your new projects into high school. No, and, that, and and that then, and then was, Brian yeah.
6: said, "Fuck off, I don't want to record." That is not true. Anymore. That is not true.
0: Oh, he, no, he said,
7: "Screw
6: you." No, no, no. <laughs> he said, "Eat shit." Kyle, yeah. you, Kyle, you said, "I'm thinking eat a shit d- sandwich," and I went foodie films. I'm f- Ooh. Ooh. In high school, <laughs> I am thinking of maybe my next project will be on my own. And I, said, I said that. Yeah, you said that to me. Yeah, I feel like Kyle had the idea for his first, and then Brian was like, "No, no, 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 definitely not foodie." No, f- no, no. Oh. You had the idea to go solo first. I really no. We had, so we had ideas to. Yeah, yeah we no. do have ideas for. We had probably. ideas for sequel podcasts Yeah, but you said I kind of want to do a solo project. That's what you said to me. You really? Did before, yeah, before I did. I'm like, I was like, oh, I wasn't hurt by it because whatever, you know, you want to. do your own-
7: <laughs> No, I know, but like I mean, it just that I don't know. You didn't know what you. You're were You're more creative
6: be- than me. That just sounds like I just always accredited you to wanting to. You. No, because you know this is between us and everyone who listens to this last <laughs> episode. Do you really think I was going to be like, oh, okay, let me let me edit for all these hours and stuff? No. You said you want to do your separate thing. Yeah. Now, oh, we would okay. still do our, sa- our, our another project maybe together. Yeah. You said you wanted to maybe expand to do your separate thing. And I said, oh, okay, cool. Okay. What could I do as my separate thing? Oh, okay. And I thought of High School Slumber yeah. Party. And then you started before. And three, I got it three, off the ground first because three or four months I'm not as much yeah. of a natural procrastinator as you.
0: Which we're both bad, but I'm, I'm just horrible. joking. <laughs> <laughs> and I've had to whip you guys into shape and be like, hey. Uh, That's why I joined Weight Watchers. <laughs> no, no, no. So we've done through a thousand episodes. Do you have anything exciting planned for the next thousand? Anything that you want to look forward to? You, what's your dream? Who's your dream guest for your show? And who's your dream guest for your show? And that's the last question we can end on. Do you have a dream, like a chef or somebody. John Favreau. Food? Okay. John Favreau. Hands down. John Favreau. Chef, the inspiration.
7: Chef, the director. But there's a Netflix show coming out called.
6: Oh, yeah, I saw that yeah. on your feed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And
7: Chef Roy Choi, shout out to him. He's awesome. He was like the food. Like, he trained John Favreau. He was on set. Like you know, he was like kind of like the not the stylist, but like just uh, I don't know exactly what name to give him. The point being, there they would formed a really good friendship, and now they're making like a food traveling show. You know,
0: honestly, stuff. if John Favreau was on a press tour for his thing, you could like that's the time to get him. Be yeah, like, no, I, I have yeah. a food podcast. I have this empire. Yeah, what about you? Do you have a ideal? I mean, I guess Cusack.
6: Yes, John Cusack <laughs> would just if John Cusack like I'm coming on your show, but you have to end it at this episode. Yeah, and you can never podcast again. Done. Whatever. (laughs) Wow. Wow. I'll do something else in my life. That's okay. Cool. John Cusack. I'd love to have Molly Ringwald. I've met her at a book signing. She's very nice, but... If he was alive, I would have said Anthony Bourdain. Sure. Yeah.
7: Which, uh, a shout-out, June 25th is going to be like a national, actually kind of global, Anthony Bourdain day.
6: Like, ever? Obviously, I'd love to have John Hughes. Hackerling. I'd love to have Amy Heckerling, yeah, absolutely. I feel like she's
0: maybe, not gettable, but, like, she's active on social media to the point where, like, she could, in theory... There are a
6: couple people that have been trying to get on my podcast that are, like, close, who would be dreams of mine. I'm not going to mention them. Oh, Chef Boyardee. Chef Boyardee <coughs> on both our podcasts, yeah. because that would be great. Yeah. 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 For the next thousand, you know, I hope to... If I could podcast every day and, like, not have to <laughs> work a job and make money...
0: Oh yeah, well, when you do your story of queens and make a million dollars, and I get twenty percent of that, yeah. Story of what? I you want to do th-
6: my queens podcast.
0: The story of right. the history of queens.
6: Hell yeah, that's one of my things. You know, it's
0: all queens or the well, no, the the, the, the borough, <laughs> the borough. Oh, the, oh sorry. <laughs> what do you think? Like, like like drag queens? No, like no, 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 no like, queens. like queens, like royal queens. <laughs> oh, every queen yeah. ever from every
6: country. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you know, like Lord said, we'll never do I was like, damn, that's that's, that's an ambitious, ambitious project yeah. for sure. But yeah. No, no, f- for sure. But you know, like this is something, and a thousand episode. It's yes, it's an achievement for us, but it's more of an achievement for you, Joe. Yeah, congratulations. You, how it's many have you calculated? How many percentage? Well, yeah. Mike, and I, well Mike was things. on
0: before. Mike and I did like three hundred and. But
6: that's just you hosting you together. together. All f-
0: but that was yeah. together, and then Joe and I've done like a hundred, and then I've been on probably about half the thousand. You've been on. You, wow, that's impressive. So did think. you add up those hours and just go? And kill myself now. <laughs> Plus the editing how many? Hours.
6: Yeah, that's a good question, Kyle. How many hours have you spent recording, editing? Well, when whipping I, people into shape, do you, do you have a drink or snack emails. you like to have when editing? All I drink is Goyaki. yerba mate. Yerba mate. <laughs> no, I
0: drink. All I drink is seltzer water and. Arnold Palmer, half and half, Arizona light, Ice tea. So, isn't it just shallow, like the way that you just <laughs> you know, drink John Daly's?
6: No, a little spiked, a little spiked. Uh, no, maybe a little Firefly.
0: But I want to thank you both for being a part of this. I mean, I would know you if it wasn't for this, because I would have met you guys at the thing through Mike, and I would have met you at the record. I guess I wouldn't have met you at the record, but Mike and I still would have gone to. Ro- Actually, I don't know because if I, if we didn't have Cage Club, I don't know if I would be going to Rocky with Mike. I don't know, but I feel like I would have met you at some point, maybe. But maybe I wouldn't be talking to you every
6: day. Maybe not. Like, Kyle, you going to attest to this? Maybe you more than me. But if there's someone that we had, this sounds terrible, but if there's someone who's like, hey, I'm not really going to know this guy, I don't think we're going to be like, hey, what's up, man? How's it going? We might have shook hands and never
0: talked again. Sure. But thank you both for being a part of this. Here's to the next thousand.
6: Yes. And Hell yeah. And
0: to the free beer that we will all get because of Kyle's connections.
6: Absolutely. Yerba Mate, cheers! Give me free Yerba and... Remember, there's to more to
0: cut. We're always home. We're on cool. Hell yeah. I feel like having Yerba Mate at eight o'clock at night after a day of drinking in the sun is maybe not the best idea, but I hope you enjoyed that last segment. It was a lot of fun to record and remember none of it while editing, so that was fun. You can catch high school slumber party every Friday here on the Cage Club Podcast Network, Foodie Films every Wednesday, P.S. I Still Love Hoffman on the first of the month and the fifteenth of the month. Shortly after PS I Love Hoffman started, wistful thinking began. And Kara and Jordan are up next, and we're talking about Wistful Thinking, Nostalgia, What Am I Chewing, and more. I'm now here with Jordan and Kara of Wistful Thinking. Hello to both of you. Thank you for joining me.
8: Hi. Hi.
0: Wistful Thinking, we just looked up, has just passed its two-year birthday, so happy birthday to the two of you. You are now the big O2.
8: Thanks. Well, I like how you started with an O. (laughs) You know how people say the number two. You don't
0: know, say so the big two o, the big three o. It's the big o two. You know, I'm just trying to give it a little bit of the the gravitas mm-hmm. that it so deserves. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing that happened between birthday number one and birthday number two is you launched your own mini show.
8: We did. Oh, yeah, we did. Didn't very we? accidentally.
0: I think you probably talked about this a little bit on a couple different episodes of What Am I Chewing? But can you fill in the listeners to this episode? Where did what am I chewing come from? <laughs> Before we even get to whistle thinking, let's talk about the new <laughs> mini show that is sweeping the nation.
8: Well, we were recording a crossover episode with Brian. Is that right? Yes. For it Greece. For Greece. So we were recording two long ass Greece episodes. They were like particularly long for us, and there were two of them. And so in between episodes. I was uh, eating a snack, and I was like, "I want to paint the picture for you," because I had just moved into the room that I live in in my house now. I was changing rooms in my house. My room was a disaster, and I remember there not being anywhere to sit, and I was sitting like crowded behind my like not put together futon, but everything was a disaster. And I'm sitting on my floor (laughs) eating a snack. It turned into a a game somehow where I was like oh I bet you can't guess what I'm chewing and so we started to play the game Kara and Brian and I and they kind of guessed it eventually but it was so much I like I liked it a lot so I was like huh maybe this is a thing like why didn't we hit record on that I don't know is that what happened Kara more or
9: less I personally recall saying hey do you guys want to guess what I'm chewing that may or may not have happened Who knows? We'll never know.
8: (laughs) Yeah, who knows? Because it was a total accident, and we didn't really know that it was going to be a real thing. Mm -hmm. And I think we did it again and didn't record it with Mike Manzi, maybe? We
9: did it again and didn't record it at least once, yes. But we often have
8: conversations that we're like... "Mm -hmm." We probably should have recorded that. Oh yeah, like the first thirty minutes before we record, all the time. We're like, why didn't we just record that?
0: That's something that we've really, that Mike and I have really only run into on Cinemakers because like Tobin would join and we would just talk about something that's nothing to do with Steven Soderbergh and be like, shit, we should have recorded that because that's better than whatever we're about to talk about. So I know those feelings all too well. I actually just had a vision for what am I chewing live. Where it's like (laughs) dating game style, where there's one contestant and there's like a wall in between, and then there's like panelists. And so Jordan sits on the one side of the wall, audience can see the snack, and she's eating it, and then Kara and whoever else is up there guests, and then you guys switch, which never happens, I don't think, in a dating game. And then, yeah, that actually
9: sounds really fun. Yeah, I would play that.
0: Let's make it happen. One of my
9: favorite things about
0: what am I chewing
9: is that it breaks pretty much every single rule of podcasting. Like, you're so not supposed oh, yeah. to eat on mic, and we do that. And I just enjoyed it. Like, I like I'm a rule breaker. So, well,
8: that's another thing that it kind of like pushed us to do it. I think is because Kara thinks that chewing sounds are really funny. Yeah.
9: <laughs> oh, I forgot about. I actually forgot because now I don't know if I find them as funny. It's not so much chewing sounds in general. It's disembodied chewing sounds (laughs) when you just hear somebody chewing and you don't see them. I don't know. For some reason, that's funny to me. But yeah, it's a weird little show.
0: Well, I like it. And it fills in the nice... Your show is one of the... Wistful thinking now, in general, is one of the only shows that has a scheduling change on the calendar. Because when we rolled out cage club revisited we kind of went from or twice a month i think for a little while and then after maybe about six months or so i was like like hey let's do uh bi-weekly so we're going to sort of alternate these so i like that what am i chewing kind of fills in the gap between wistful and wistful there's like a always something so whether you're chewing something or talking about something you're always releasing that sweet sweet content
8: sometimes literally sweet sweet Ooh, sometimes savory Quite usually sweet.
0: So now where did the idea for wistful thinking come from? Cause we had done,
9: <laughs>
0: we had been podcasting for almost two years. A cage club was almost two years before you, you two got the ball rolling and we had sort of been quote unquote, a network for a little bit over a year, but where did wistful come from? What was the idea? Who do you remember? Which one of you had the idea for that? Where did that all start?
9: Well, we were both bugging you to do like to cover a woman. On one of your podcasts, because you had Mm -hmm. done Cage, you'd done Keanu. And uh, we had both been like, hey, you should do a woman next. And then you were like, no, 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 you should have a podcast. And we were both like, no, no, no. (laughs) And then, like, on the same day, we both came to you with ideas... And then you were like, you two should have a podcast together.
8: Oh, right. Except one for you and one for her. They were two yeah. completely different podcasts. <laughs> because I had been also coming to you being like, you got to do a woman, you got to do a woman. And you're like, no, you do it. But there was just nobody that I felt like strongly enough about to put the work in to do it. And that's still pretty true. But I was sitting in my car one day and a Backstreet Boys song came on. And it was the one that goes i don't know who you are
10: where you're from so
8: i I guess it's called as long Long as As you love Love me Me? okay that song came on and i was listening to the lyrics and i was like yo that's messed up like the lyrics (laughs) were really weird and I was like wait a second how much other stuff is like that oh my god you guys so much other stuff (laughs) yeah yeah and I knew like immediately and I think there was another thing that happened like the same day or the next day there was um I think it was do you remember that Katie Holmes movie teaching Miss Tingle Was Mm -hmm. she in Teaching Miss Tingle or Disturbing Behavior? I can't remember. Ooh, I'm not sure. It was one One of of those. those. And that was on TV. And I was like, huh, that's another one. This seems weird. And so, like, I knew right away that I felt strongly enough about it to, like, investigate that because I knew that other people would have stuff like that, too, that they wanted to look at. And so, that's what I wanted to make. And I was like, let's do a Sandra Bullock podcast.
9: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> which I'm so glad that we didn't do. We would have had to watch so many bad movies.
0: Well, that's the whole thing. That's that, That's what Mike and I have learned and kind of that's why "Too Fast, Too Forever is our favorite thing that I do because we have eight movies and for the most part, we love them all and we never have a bad movie to watch, mm-hmm. which is important. Mm-hmm. Do either of you or do both of you have a favorite episode, not necessarily like the favorite movie that you watch, but do you have an episode that you remember recording that you really enjoy? Like if someone's listening to this who has never heard your show before... What episode do each of you think they should go back and check out?
9: I'm so curious if Jordan has the same answer as me.
8: <laughs> I wish we could do it without us hearing each other can first. You, can
0: you both Facebook message me your answer and I'll see if it's the same or I, I
8: have to look back at the list. I have a few, I think.
0: While you look back at the list, I'll talk to Kara for a sec. Because, Kara, you have an answer in mind? Yeah,
9: I have, a, I have okay. a gut answer,
0: which wouldn't necessarily hold up under
9: scrutiny. Okay. You know, if I were <laughs> to look at the list... I'm not sure that it would still
0: be my answer. And Jordan, your answer cannot just be the gif of Leonardo DiCaprio chewing his (laughs) cigarette. Like, it could be the Titanic episode, but it can't be that gif.
8: Okay. Well, the Titanic episode is one of my favorites,
0: but it's not number (laughs) one.
8: I showed that gif to someone yesterday, and they liked it, so... Of course they
0: did, because it's perfect.
8: That might be my favorite... I'm trying to think of what my
0: favorite one that I recorded with you two is. That might be it. I also liked our Olympic countdown. Oh,
8: yeah, that was fun. The one fun. where
0: I was a guest co-host. I was not just a guest, but I was a guest co-host, because, Jordan, you couldn't record for some reason.
8: My computer was broken. Oh, right. It just, was that, like, what did
0: we do there? Was died. That Ace? Was that was that... the cutting edge. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Topic.
9: Which I'm still so sad that you missed that one,
8: Jordan, because that's one of my faves.
0: Well, you'll have to revisit it. Jordan, do you have an answer yet or not yet?
8: I'm just going over the list to make sure that this is actually my answer.
0: Okay, so as you think about that, so now, Kara, in the last, say, four months, you and Jordan have rolled out two kind of new ish concepts. You've done the mega mix episodes. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess they're kind of intertwined in a way sometimes. There's like the mega mix episodes, and there's also the like month long dedicated to a specific actor, specifically Jim Carrey, Adam Sandler, 90s dudes to see if they're funny, if they hold up, whatever.
9: But we're done with that. Oh, forever. I hope so. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I can't speak for Jordan, but I'm done with you that. You
8: liked Billy Madison, and you <laughs> liked Jim Carrey Month. Yeah. You know, we went into this,
9: again, with a hypothesis of, like, a few different things, actually. Uh, and it's been interesting to explore it, but I cannot watch another one of those movies, or I might die.
0: Well, I hope you don't die. So the question I was going to ask you, Carrie is do you have anything else, any kind of, like, teaser sneak previews? That of new kind of formats that aren't just like as much as fun as I had. Okay, Jordan gave me her answer. You have different answers, oh. but <laughs> there is one thing in common with them. They both start with the letter W. Okay. Jordan, That's... can you guess what Kara's is? Interesting. And Kara can guess what Jordan They both start with W. The
8: only other one I can think of is Waterworld. Yeah.
0: Bing, ding, ding, ding. Yes. So Kara's favorite is oh, Waterworld. Wayne's World.
8: Oh really? No, I was, I was reading off other W movies. Oh, okay. Sorry, <laughs> Wayne's World. No, no, no. no. Cara,
0: can you remember? I did not even remember that you guys recorded this one. Like this is this is an early one.
8: My reason is very early specific.
0: One. Okay, but do you remember or can you think of another W? I have
8: to
9: go back and look because I have no. Well, that, idea. then that's
0: cheating. You're just looking for Ws. Jordan, what what's your answer? Reveal your answer, please. Wishbone.
9: Oh yeah, also an episode with Brian
8: Rodriguez of High School Slumber Party.
0: So Jordan, why do you love Wishbone? And then Cara, why do you love Waterworld?
8: Well, Wishbone was like just a really, it's the only time I've had an experience like I had on our podcast, I think. Like we've watched a few things that I had never seen before. Most stuff that we've been through, I had like some kind of experience with. I had never even heard of Wishbone. It was just like, I totally skipped it when I was a kid. I don't know Okay. I was just so mad at Joe. The, who is the main Who's human the main character, character on the show? Wishbone.
0: Not the titular Wishbone. Mm-hmm.
8: It was the one like kids thing that we went back and watched that I had never seen as a kid. And I just remember having really strong feelings about it.
0: All right. And Carol, why do you love Waterworld?
9: It's just such a ridiculous movie and it holds such a a wonderful uh, spot in my heart. And we just laughed so hard during that episode. I laughed
8: so hard during that episode. Because the movie is so ridiculous. That was like a Keanu Reeves, like hot dog. dog. I had to calm Mm. down, laugh. That's
9: mostly because I just remember laughing really hard. The spaghetti hat killed me. Summer boat cast last year, which I can circle back around to the question that you asked me, which I didn't have an answer for when you first asked me because I was like, I have no idea what's to come. But Jordan and I have been talking about doing camp
0: movies this summer. Oh, well, I was going to say that fans, me are clamoring for a return to BoatCast.
9: Oh, well, I'm always clamoring for a return to BoatCast. We can return to BoatCast at any time.
0: And um. what was the news recently that they're either putting out a new cut of Waterworld, or maybe they're just releasing it on 4K? But there's something, there's some new that? version of something that's coming out. I don't and I know. feel like just how Brian is going to do every year 16 candles to mark the one year anniversary. I think unless it kills you two, which I don't want to have happen, every year Water you should World watch Waterworld once it's a year. So Absolutely
8: bad. I don't want to watch it again. It's just so long and so bad. It is, yeah. it's,
9: it's it's too long, but it's so ridiculous. And I love it so much.
0: So, you're doing summer camp movies. Is that starting this month in June?
8: Eh, Maybe. Or are you not sure yet? (laughs) Well, the thing is,
0: I don't want to hold your feet to the fire.
8: I'm uh, I'm going to camp. Ooh. Which is what prompted this idea. Well,
0: actually, we talked about this idea a long time ago, and I
9: unearthed it on a list of ideas when we were feeling particularly uninspired. But I was like, oh, this would be a perfect opportunity to explore this
8: theme
0: you know that if you do there's one particular movie that if you do and you do not invite me to i could cancel your show
8: which one wet hot
0: no i don't mind i mean i would i would like you to do that one i don't need to be on that one it holds a special place in my heart jordan i think you and i saw it together for the first time
8: did we saw a camp movie together
0: i think so it's in my mind it's the camp movie
8: i don't know i don't know let's oh obviously what? Did we see it together for the first time? Cuz actually I was talking
0: this week at my barbecue, Larson was over and we were talking about those movies because he said that you back when we were watching a movie or two every week at Larson's house in college, you had had us watch Sleepaway Camp 3 first. No. And then That's wrong. Well, that's what he said. I'm going to tell remember. this story.
8: That's wrong.
0: So you asked, so you asked the question, <laughs> but you have the actual answer. You were just quizzing me. He said that we watched <laughs> Sleepaway Camp 3 first, and then we went back and watched the first one.
8: We're talking about Sleepaway Camp. We're talking about the Sleepaway Camp series, which is a series of four movies. Like three and a
0: half, kind of. Like, I don't know no, if the fourth one, like the fourth no. one released, but I don't think it was. I think it was half finished no, and then they refilled it. No, it's a real, it like no, it's a real movie. I've
8: seen it. It's it doesn't even compare to the other three. Like, don't bother okay. watching it, but
0: I've still only seen the first and the third one. I've never even seen two.
8: I believe that Sleepaway Camp Two was the first one that we watched. And Sleepaway Camp, really? Camp Two was the first time I ever saw a movie and had the realization that a bad movie could be very, very good.
9: Ooh.
8: Oh, that's exciting. Yeah, so so then I went back and watched the first one. Okay. That's my memory of that. The first like, one I mean, is very different than the second two, but also very incredible. Yeah, when I
0: say that we watched it together for the first time, I think I watched it for the first time with you in that setting. I think that's what my memory is, maybe. Mm. Kara, have you seen it or no?
9: Which one?
0: The first one, first First Sleepaway Camp.
9: Probably. I mean... I've definitely like been in rooms where it's been on, you know. I don't know if I've sat down and watched it. So we can definitely You would do know that if one. you sat down and watched you it. You would know. Okay. You would know. Yeah, we it could definitely is do that one. Wild. I'm hoping that we get to do a little movie called Little Darlings, which was like from the seventies or maybe early eighties, starring like Christy McNichol and Tatum O'Neill. And like, they're like these teen girls at this sleepaway camp and it's this coming of age tale and uh it was on cable a bunch and uh very formative formative movie for my discovery of being interested in women (laughs) so i would like to revisit that one but also things like camp nowhere and
0: heavyweights
8: i've i've watched camp nowhere and it's still kind of fun Heavyweight oh, soundtrack sure like to is. watch, also. Yeah.
0: Well, it sounds like summer camp is going to be a more fun theme. I, I, the idea of Boatcast is great. I feel like the actual way that Boatcast <laughs> turned
5: out. This which is the point of not both that of you many in different good
9: boat movies i beg to differ but joey that <laughs> it's it's the ultimate metaphor for sailing it sounds like it's going to be so fun mm. and then you get out on the water and everything is chaotic and a storm rolls in and you're like why did we do this and that's that's why i love boats
0: but also to me i mean i guess i like camping but i was to me always like the idea of camping is better than actually going out there and being like i have to build my house <laughs> Here's the best of luck to summer camp movies whenever they may happen, and whatever else comes for Whistle Thinking over the years to come, however long you choose to do this for. Every other Thursday, actually every Thursday, Whistle Thinking and What Am I Chewing alternating. This week, as you listen to this, it's a chewing. Very exciting. Last question Do you have a favorite chewing episode? Mm. I know that's a weird question because they're all kind of ephemeral and just sort of. They are chew so into ephemeral.
9: That they just get deleted from my brain instantly.
0: Or do you have a favorite? Do you remember like a moment, mm. a weird food? To so use a Joe Two term, have you ever Kobe'd a shot where you just guessed the first thing you got it right on the first guess?
8: Carrie oh, yeah. did it to me once. What okay. was that? God, I don't remember. But it, it was like something like, like so weirdly fast.
9: specific. Yeah. yeah, I don't know.
8: what Well, it that's was. the other thing.
0: Like the, the chewing episodes are sometimes like eight minutes long, I guess, when you get it right, or like thirty minutes long when you just can't. I don't know any more snacks. That, yeah.
8: That's like the most interesting experience to me is how quick, like how quickly you can't remember any foods anymore, <laughs> which is like so really? weird. Well, that's literally
9: every food I know. So if it's not one of those things, it I... must
8: not be anything. You must be yeah. lying to me.
9: But also sometimes they're long because we have like weird side conversations about, say, right. the history of, you know, jello molds, which I found really Fascinating.
0: My favorite moment is the from the one that I did because it's the one that I remember because like you too, I think I just I enjoy them all and then I just forget them instantly. But when I was on, and I think it was Jordan eating astronaut ice cream, and Carrot and I were trying to figure out where else you buy food because we named what felt like everywhere you could possibly oh, yeah. buy food, but we didn't say like museum or like mall kiosk or something. <laughs> and so that was tough to get to a point pl- uh, get to get to a place where it's like where else is food sold that isn't these 12 things we've already said yeah but thank you both for being a part of our family and for helping us reach 1000 episodes with lots of looks back at nostalgia and then now just sort of discovering new stuff and doing whatever you want to do
9: yeah well thank you for having us and thank you joey for your fearless leadership maybe fearless is is the wrong word just uh long and sustained over
8: time (laughs) your solid leadership <laughs> yeah well thank you and thank you
9: well th- none of this would be possible without you so cool. we appreciate you well
0: thank you i appreciate you too thanks
8: oh, no one who knew that your kind of silly idea about just watching every nicholas cage movie <laughs> would uh turn into this
0: i know i didn't mike didn't do you think nicholas cage knows? probably yeah i think I he think knows so i think in his heart even if he doesn't know about us he knows deep inside that it's led to something
8: Mm-hmm. I'm just glad I know. I know that this is not. It's not really wistful thinking related, but doing this has brought me to some of my very favorite moments. One of which being that dumb Keanu Reeves movie with eight names, flying. It's called flying. It's called I Dream, dream to, to, believe, to Believe. AKA
0: I dream of flying.
8: That was like truly. One of the times I've laughed the hardest was watching that movie by myself and then trying to explain to you and Mike why I was laughing uncontrollably.
0: (laughs) I don't remember a single thing about that movie, and I can't stop recommending it to people.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you should watch it again. I've watched it again since then. Non-wistful thinking related, I
9: got to be a guest host on Cinemakers. Oh, yes, you did. When we covered Amy Hackerling and that was so much fun. And we may or may not need to do, like, an emergency episode sometime soon. Mm,
0: Yes, maybe, because there's been some things happening. Mm. Speaking of high school, I guess, because Amy Hackerling on the Mount Rushmore of high school directors. Mm -hmm. Jordan, there is a vision from Brian Rodriguez of High School Summer Party to one day reunite you, me, and Mike, and also add him in and do flying again (sighs) for his show.
8: Name the date. I'll do it. I I own that. I bought that movie. I own it on some like, (laughs) like bootleg DVD because it's not even a real movie.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. No, it's not. Not at all. (laughs) But thank you both. Uh, I look forward to talking about flying again and more Amy Heckerling and whatever else comes.
9: Yeah, thanks. How do we land this thing?
0: I really love Wistful Thinking because, number one, I feel like we don't have enough female voices on the network, and as you may have noticed, Kara and Jordan, the first ladies that I've talked to for this episode, I'm really happy that Lindsay Gibb and Rebecca Tolstron started Winona Forever, and I'm really glad that in our next segment, you'll hear from Aislinn Addington, who has two shows of her own here on the network. But wait, I'm not done talking about Wistful Thinking. When the Me Too stuff was happening, they did a really kind of powerful, special, insightful episode that didn't at all fit in with the way that they were doing the show but at the same time fit exactly in with how they were doing the show and I think that's one of the most important things that we've ever done as a network because I think that they took something that mattered to everyone that people were just trying to make sense of and put their own spin on it and sort of framed it within the context of what they do and who they are and who we all are and so I think that was really cool and really special. You can hear new episodes of Wistful Thinking every Thursday. They alternate Wistful Thinking with What Am I Chewing? So every Thursday, new content, new sweet, sweet or savory content from Kara and Jordan over on the Wistful Thinking feed. In this time, before we get to the next segment, there's a couple other shows that we have not really talked about, we've not called out specially. Mike and I did all his movies, we covered all 30 of Shia LaBeouf's movies, we did it in the same order that Shia did when he did that art installation in New York a couple years ago, all my movies, and we had a weird kind of release schedule for that. We did one release a day, every day for 30 days. And the coolest, the funnest, the best part about that was that the first movie he watched, was this movie called Man Down? And this is a movie that was not out yet, that we had no way to get. It was not on VOD, it was not in theaters, and somehow miraculously, with like four days left before the thing was about to end, Man Down hit theaters. And Mike and I went to go see it. I was literally the only person in my theater. No one saw this movie. We were able to record an episode quickly and end our run with that. So that was super cool. I really liked all his movies. I think Shy is great. Mike and I both. Really love Shia. Mike and I also started, and I think we mentioned this in the Wistful thing. Mike and I started Cage Club Revisited, and this is where Mike and I would go back and do our commentary episodes on Nicholas Cage movies. So we start with the best of times, and this month we're going to be releasing our 50th Cage Club Revisited. A couple months after Wistful Thinking, Mike and I launched Cinemakers, where we followed sort of different seasons director at a time. We started with Soderbergh, Steven Soderbergh, with Tobin Addington of the Contenders podcast. We went through all of his movies. We actually just released the most recent episode about Steven Soderbergh. We covered every Christopher Nolan movie, which Chris Podcast talked about when I spoke to him earlier. We covered every Amy Heckerling movie, which coward just mentioned. And we also released a couple of different episodes of one-offs about the RKSS Collective and Fede Alvarez and Matt Stewart's. And I think it's cool, like a little different that we don't normally cover two movies in a single episode, but Cinemakers allowed us to do that. Mike and I also released, after we had finished Keanu, we, the next actor that we chose was Charlize Theron. We decided that we were going to do Ben Affleck, and then some stuff happened. We weren't. We didn't really feel comfortable doing a podcast all about him, and so we wanted to cover a, a woman's filmography instead. So we asked our friends who are guests on the show, and overwhelmingly Charlize Theron won. And while she's been in a ton of not great movies, and it really kind of made us look at the plight of an actress, even one as mainstream and as powerful and as popular as Charlize, there's some really good stuff in there that I was really glad that we watched. And we finished that up sometime last year, and then that eventually led to the Tom, Tom Club, which we're doing now. Also, that same day that Watch the Throne came out, Too Fast Too Forever launched. So you heard me and Joe talk about it earlier. And that same month, we also launched Magic Mics and Boyfriend Material. We're now almost caught up all the way. We're now in February 2018, and this is when a little show called The Contenders began. And Tobin Addington, who was, I don't know if we have the proper framing for this on this show, but Tobin Addington was a film professor of ours, of Mike and mine and anybody else who took film classes at Ramapo, and Tobin was just one of the best teachers I've ever had just super fun and super smart and personable, loved talking about movies. And I think, you know, Mike, I, I mentioned with a couple times, I think in this episode already, Tobin really kind of legitimized what we were doing by being like, oh, I want to talk about these movies with you. And so that was super cool. And We had him on last year, February of last year. He and his sister, Aislinn Addington, launched The Contenders, which is a look at fearless women in front of and behind the camera. So Tobin couldn't make this this recording just because of schedules didn't quite align. But I did manage to get Aislinn Addington on the horn, on the proverbial horn, so she talked about The Contenders and also her newest show, which is our newest show, Why Aren't We All?, which launched three months ago in March of this year. So here's a segment with me and Aislinn talking about The Contenders and Why Aren't We All. Well, hello Aislinn, you are here representing both Addington siblings on this very special thousandth episode. Shout out to Tobin, who's not here, but welcome to whatever this is going to be.
10: Thank you so much for having us, slash me as the representative of us.
0: You are, I mean, by default now, my favorite Addington. I mean, yes. not that you were. There's there's a lot. There's the, the rankings. We were talking about this recently, weren't we, or no?
10: I mean, we've talked about it. The, the race has always been pretty tight.
0: Your mom made me lots of delicious food when I stayed with her that one night when I was driving cross country. Yeah. That was before I knew, I think I maybe knew you existed, but I didn't know you. Correct. You know, Tobin was one of my favorite teachers, to the point where some security system question somewhere... Here's a hint, hackers. One song, I don't, I don't remember what it is, but last name of your favorite teacher, it's Addington.
10: Oh, that's so cute. Until you get robbed at your bank, but that is awesome.
0: I don't think it's a bank. I don't remember what it is. It could be a bank. I don't know, but <laughs> just putting that out there. And then here you are being here after a long travel day. You are here talking to me about our thousand episodes of Cage Club, the Cage Club podcast network of which you have been a part of many, many shows be contenders and why aren't we all and guest spots on other shows.
10: It's so exciting. I'm so happy for you all. Congratulations.
0: Well, thank you so much. So now sometime around a year ago, you and your brother Tobin had an idea for Second Chance Cinema, right?
10: (laughs) Yes. I mean, that's, that's two years ago. Yeah.
0: The way that I'm able to mark time for that, I should have thought about it, is that shortly after that didn't really happen, Real Bad came out and they've been around for like 85 weeks. So it's right in that sort of year-and-a-half, two-year sort of window.
10: It's not that it didn't happen. We were developing it, and we had a list of films, and we had some segment ideas, and that's when Real Bad happened.
0: Oh, so they just scooped you.
10: They did. They full-on scooped us. But that's okay, because that helped us, you know, transitioned our path. It was the the catalyst to shift our focus to the contenders.
0: I'm just very glad that finally, after... Close to 40 episodes of The Contenders. I'm going to be able to talk about the movie that I originally had signed up for for Second Chance Cinema. Different context altogether. Oh, but that's fun. Jupiter Ascending. Spoilers, but Jupiter Ascending. Finally.
10: And I am about to start watching it.
0: Oh, it's wonderful. I, I mean, I don't want to bias you, but I love it. I adore it. Well,
10: it's a. Uh, it's going to be a two-parter because I felt like it's it's too much for mm-hmm. one night. So um, we're going to watch, you know, the first act probably tonight and then the the second two-thirds tomorrow and then we record on tuesday so
0: very exciting so there's a sneak peek on what's coming out next week on the contenders Mm -hmm. i know that tobin had been a guest on cage club a bunch and i don't remember at what point but i think we were either doing keanu or maybe done with keanu and he had been on some of those as well but where did the idea for first Second Chance Cinema come from? Was that just something that he was like, hey, I've done this with Mike and Joey and it's pretty fun. And I think that we should do it too. Or how did the idea for doing a podcast in sure. general start? How did the idea for Second Chance come around and then The Contender? So sort of a three-part question.
10: We had thought about doing a podcast many, many years before. So I'm going to say, based on markers in my life, let's say seven years ago,
0: Wow, okay.
10: And we recorded one episode of it.
0: Ooh, do In you still fact, have that recording?
10: I have no idea, but I think our lawyers would have to discuss it before it was released. <laughs> that's why I have the Blue Snowball microphone, because way back then, that's what Tobin said we should have. So we got those and we recorded an episode. And then okay. it, it didn't really go anywhere. I don't think it was very good.
0: What was it about?
10: It was still, it had some gender stuff and some entertainment stuff, but it wasn't. Like, it wasn't about a specific movie. I think it was going to be more topics-based. Okay. I did a rant about how people don't understand sociology. Oh. Which is fun. Um, <laughs> but no one cares. <laughs> so, and and no one still understands it. So that was, yeah, like I said, very long ago. And then, I mean, I'm going to tell my version because I'm the one who's here. Sure. Second Chance Cinema was my idea.
0: Oh, of course it was.
10: I pitched to Tobin to have a podcast where we talk about Razzie Award winners Mm -hmm. and then talk about how we could fix them and so like I said we had a spreadsheet with movies picked we had a, a call where we called the list down based on our preferences or ideas or what have you and we were like set to go then Real Bad came out and so then the shift to Contenders was Tobin's idea.
0: So now I know that you love the Contenders. I think you love the Contenders, but are you bummed at all that Second Chance Cinema isn't happening, really? I mean, you could still talk about some of those movies if they fit the scope of your new show, but are, are you... Do you regret that day, or are you sort of happy that you have sort of pivoted towards more positive and more uplifting views of barbed sure. wire side, maybe?
10: <laughs> at the time, I was definitely bummed because mm-hmm. I was so excited that we were going ahead with something that was my idea, because Tobin sure. is generally the idea person of the two of us. So <laughs> I was like, damn it, Real Bad, the one time I had a good idea. But I think it has all worked out for the best. It's it's so much fun to listen to Real Bad, but I'm glad I don't have to watch all those movies. So That's, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. You know,
0: I sort of feel bad for Nick and his crew and Tobin every once in a while, every maybe 10 or 15 episodes or so, because they just have to watch terror. Like, you know, right. we go through stretches where, like, Tom Hanks is in a bunch of bad movies in a row or... Keanu or Charlize, but their whole thing is that explicitly, and I'm like, right? I can't, I can't
10: imagine. And also, I think for me, I would have gotten tired of either myself or Tobin thinking that we knew how to fix something. You know what I mean? Like, who am I to tell anyone?
0: Right. What yeah, yeah, yeah.
10: I, I, I'm really happy with with how things all played out.
0: So now, where did the idea for your limited series run, Why Aren't We All, come from? Because you you said a while ago, you were like, I want to do a six, I want to do like a mini series, a six Mm -hmm. episode thing. We are now Mm -hmm. four. Four We're we're through four of them, right? Yep. We're sort of nearing the end of the first season. But where did that idea come from? Was that something that you wanted to do always? Or is that something that you're like, Mm -hmm. I think I could do a little bit more or something different or something Not really media focused, although it can be because, of course, if it was up to you, we would all be watching Bravo.
10: What I really like about your questions, Joey, is they are at once open-ended and multiple choice.
0: So here's the thing. So I went to school for journalism (laughs) and I think that I'm good at asking questions. But still, even after a thousand episodes of which I've been on like 500 of them. I don't know when to stop the question.
10: Sure, yeah. And that that's hard. As a, as a qualitative researcher, that's a, a skill that I've had to develop as well. A little bit of all of those things and also not. I did not want to do my own thing since the beginning. Again, why would anyone want to listen to me? But I had enjoyed so much of doing the podcast with Tobin and guesting on other ones. Mm
3: -hmm.
10: And that sort of made me feel more confident about it. I also secretly um, would love my own talk show. Like That's that's my secret life. Oh, I would love that. Thank you. Uh, I hope so. (laughs) What had happened was uh, it was last summer that I, I guess sort of thought of this particular thing. The November before last summer I got to go see uh, Mr. Joe Biden speak. I'm not saying I want him to be the president and that's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. But I do love me some Joey B and I got to the theater, sat there, the lights went out and I started sobbing oh. and I cried the entire time because I didn't out of realize- Out or out of what? No, out of hopelessness.
0: Oh, okay. And
10: <laughs> I knew I was angry about yeah. the state of things, but mm-hmm. I didn't realize I was walking around with blinding rage and I am. And so I thought, gosh, the- I, I'm functioning, but not well. And, and there are people all around me who seem to be functioning. I wonder what it is they're doing to, you know, keep going. And, and one of the things, you know, Joe Biden said, he, he had a a whole, you know, kind of question and answer, but you could tell some of it was what he says every day. Um, and on this tour, but then he did take a few questions really from the audience. And, Mm -hmm. and one thing toward the beginning is he was just like, y'all need to put your heads up like this is not this is not the end of anything this is just a, right. a rough patch and yeah. and we're gonna we're still and then mentioned a lot of things that are going really well and so I, I wanted to keep that kind of uh, piece of hope and think about what what can we do in the meantime either to feel better or make people's lives better simultaneously I started listening to Jonathan Van Ness's podcast getting curious okay and again not at all comparing myself to to that gorgeous human But I liked how his podcast was very short. It's 30-minute conversations. Very nice. And he has experts from all different fields, but is just asking them about their topic, about what they know. And so I liked pieces of that, right? I liked that it was short. I liked that it it is fairly positive, and mm-hmm. that you've got people who are, and everyone is an expert in their own life.
0: It's all very specific to what they what matters to them,
10: right. And so I sort of borrowed some of those themes with that premise of, gosh, things are things are rough out there. What can we do to either feel better or to make it better? And so that's where that came from. I really like that a lot. And then you said I could do it, and that made me happy,
0: Of course. I'm not going to say no to you.
10: <laughs> you've heard it, folks. it's it's recorded.
0: So now, for uh, yeah, I guess that's that's a binding contract between <laughs> you, me, and whoever's listening. Absolutely. When you did your reversal episode, and Tobin interviewed you, and you talked about why aren't we all watching Bravo? Was that yes? Was that a thing that you had just wanted to talk about? I know that there were sort of scheduling things, and you sort of needed to like change up the way that you were recording. But was that a topic you wanted to talk about? Or when you made the show, did you say, "I I want to do one, but I don't know what the topic"? Is like, where did that come from? Was that just a this is what I'm into right now, or have you always wanted to secretly talk about Bravo?
10: I think more recently, and by recently I mean the last two or three years, mm-hmm. I have wanted to be more open about it, and I've, I've lost my reality show shame I, I even just even this weekend, I feel like I was uh, defending myself a little bit, and I said to my dad, "You know, it's not like they're gonna take the PhD away. I watch Housewives." <laughs> but what
0: if they did?
10: <laughs> what if they did? That's that's the real question. Which is more important to me? So in my own life, I sort of lost my shame about it, and um, I because i had also at work, I'd found myself a couple times with like really good quotes that would be helpful to people but then I realized they were from the housewives and I used to hesitate and now I don't hesitate. And I just say, this is from housewives or this is from the podcast about the housewives. (laughs) Here's why I think it's applicable to this situation. So that had happened. And then I believe Tobin had asked me early on because we had a conversation of like, what would you talk about? What would you talk about? So I had had that um, idea that, that, that might be something that I, that I would talk about. And as I said in the episode, which, should listen to if they haven't you know i use why aren't we all watching bravo for the show but really it's about chasing your bliss and yeah you know where you find joy really allowing yourself to have that joy even if it is trivial that's what i think your whole show is
0: about it's about finding the thing that makes you happy whether that's making or drinking beer or
10: mm-hmm.
0: watching bravo or whatever it is
10: playing bridge being vegan
0: I was trying very desperately to remember what those were, but after two days of barbecue and two days of (laughs) beer and sunshine, I just, I have nothing left in my brain.
10: Well, I will, I will give a little sneak peek for coming up. I do have another serious and substantive, like good, this is what people should do. Mm
3: -hmm.
4: And
10: then to wrap it up, I have a really, really fun one. Good, cool. More of hopefully what everybody's looking for, for the final two. And then from there, we'll just figure out what might happen next.
0: Now, I don't know if you have plans to interview Tobin for that show at any point, but have you... Do you know... We have bleep technology, as Joe, too, is very proud of. We have bleep technology here on the Cage Club Mm -hmm. Podcast Network, so we can bleep it out. But do you know... (laughs) what Tobin would talk Have you asked him what he would talk about if he was on your show?
10: I'm sure I have, but right this second, I do not remember. I'm sorry.
0: I think I have one more question for you. Okay. Do you have a favorite episode that you've done, either of The Contenders or of Why Aren't We All or something you've guessed on? Is there one conversation or Gosh. one, maybe if not your favorite, then one of your favorites? Like if people haven't listened to The Contenders yet, and if you haven't, why haven't you? But if people <laughs> right. want to start in a place that you really think is a, a great example of what the show is or could be or just something you had a lot of fun sure. doing, do you have one that you really like?
10: Yes. Um, may I give two answers?
0: Of course. For you? Yes.
10: I will allow it. <laughs> thank you. So guest-wise, because I've had a great opportunities, thank you so much to guest on some different shows. I really did enjoy being on Too Fast, Too Forever. There's, <laughs> as, as you know, if you've listened to any of the podcasts with Tobin and myself, there is this history of Tobin claiming that that's my favorite franchise to people but I just loved the way that the actual hosts of the show were so open to our critiques but also surprised by our critiques mm-hmm. and that tickled me um, so I loved that and then for Contenders there have been some great ones but i have to say the home for the holidays with joe bollenbaugh of course is speaking of finding joy the laughter in that is so sincere that was just a really fun that was you know when you get done with a conversation with A good friend or good friends, and and you're tired from laughing. Yep. That episode gave me that feeling. That's wonderful. And I love that feeling. So hopefully, it gives other people that feeling too.
0: I think it did for me too. I think that was just especially with the the type of movie. I don't remember what the movie is about, but it feels like the name alone sort of feels like a warm kind of. I don't remember. I'm sure there's Mm -hmm. conflict and stuff like that. But
10: yeah, it's a Thanksgiving. Yeah. Movie, there's a lot of parkas in it.
0: And what kind of good movie is complete without a parka? (laughs) Right. Do you have anything else to say? Anything that you're looking forward to in these next thousand episodes as we look forward to 2,000 or 10,000 episodes?
10: Oh my goodness. I know. That's a great question. Well, I just again would say thank you so much for uh, speaking for Tobin and myself, allowing us both to be a part of the Cage Club family. And I, I look forward to listening to more things and to participating in more things and just open to what what the future holds. I think you, you all have done such an amazing job of growing this um, group of artists, if I may. And yeah, I just uh, look forward to even more in the future.
0: Well, I love having you both on the network. And I was saying to uh, Chris' podcast, if you will, of the Down Again mm-hmm. podcast earlier, Tobin, in a weird way, kind of gave the podcast to us, I think maybe explicitly or, or only to me and Mike, sort of like validity because when he and I did the original run of Cage Club, I don't know if we were worried to ask friends or didn't know if we should ask friends to be on or whatever. And I think he had expressed interest in like how funny he thought the project was or whatever. Sure. And we were like, do you want to do some of these with us? And he said, I would love to. He gave us a list of like eight or 10 movies. I was like, oh, if Tobin, who has like, you know, a family and a career and like all these responsibilities is willing to take two hours to watch a movie and an hour and a half or whatever to record with us eight or ten times over the course of, like, a couple months, this could be a great way to just have cool conversations with friends. And I think that was sort of the gateway of sorts into what these kind of became, because for a lot of the early runs of Cage Club, it's just me and Mike. We had guests here and there, but Tobin was just on a bunch in a row. We're like, oh, this is a thing that we could do with friends. And I think for (laughs) that alone, thank you, Tobin, if you are listening. And if you're not... Thank you, Tobin. What are you doing? Island, thank you so much for joining me at the end of this very long travel day for you. And I look forward to talking to you in a couple days about Jupiter Ascending.
10: Sounds great. I'll talk soon. Bye. Bye.
0: You can hear the final two episodes of the first season of Why Aren't We All on the first of the month each month. So episode five, July 1st, and episode six, August 1st, you can find new episodes of The Contenders every other Tuesday. The same month that The Contenders started, another podcast joined our network, Winona Forever. Lindsay Gibb was someone that we had met through Cage Club. She had written a book called National Treasure, Nicolas Cage, and a lot of websites picked up promotion of her book. And we were like, oh, she's like us. And in this conversation, Lindsay and I talk a little bit more about that. We had covered a couple Winona movies already because she and Keanu have shared the screen now three times. But when Lindsay came to us with her friend Rekka up in Toronto and said, we want to do the show, I was like, cool, this is right in line with what we do. It's the thing that Mike and I have done a lot, that P.S. I Love Hoffman did. Winona Forever was born. So I'm here with Lindsay Gibb, the co-host of the Winona Forever podcast here. Hello, Lindsay, how are you?
11: I'm good, how are you?
0: I'm good. I don't know where this is going to fall in the edited podcast of this release, but you are the first one I'm talking to, so if things are a little scattered here, dear listener. I also (laughs) don't know who's going to be listening to this. I don't know what this is going to be yet, (laughs) but this is just a thing because... We're celebrating a thousand episodes on the network and just sort of trying to talk to as many hosts as I possibly can to just get a sense of how did we get here? (laughs) Mm-hmm. I think it's also, I think it's really fitting that you and I, that I'm talking to you first, because you're somebody that I literally would not know without this podcast network. Totally. We were doing Cage Club originally, and you were on, I guess, the publicity tour, the press tour for your book. Is that right? And you know, there, were, there were a lot of articles being published, and I know that we found one on the AV Club, I think.
11: I wish the AV Club wrote about my book. I think oh. it was Vice. Vice okay, wrote it might have been an article nice. saying that I was calling me a Nicholas Cage expert. Mm. Um, <laughs> and yeah, you guys saw that.
0: And so I think we tweeted at you or emailed you or something, and you were like, "Yes, I'd be I'd be happy to do the podcast." And then I just looked, and you've you've been a guest on fourteen episodes. So you have your own show, but you've been on like fourteen things that Mike and I have done, whether it's Cage or Keanu or Charlize or wow. whoever. So you've done you've done quite a bit.
11: I was trying to remember which episodes I've been on and I'm I probably can remember a handful. So Oh um. let's see here. Hold on. This <laughs> this could
0: be a fun game. Yeah. Okay, so let's see here. So fourteen episodes.
11: I feel the first one I did was the Weatherman.
0: You did one before The Weatherman.
11: Oh, what was it?
0: It was the one that Nicolas Cage directed.
11: I wondered if it was Sunny. It yeah. was
0: Sunny and then The Weatherman. Uh, and that was all in the original run of Cage Club. And then you did yeah. six Keanu. One of them is obvious because you just talked about it on your podcast Pippa. Mm hmm. <laughs>
11: uh i think i was on oh i won't even remember the names of all the movies I was know. it permanent record or something yep i forgot
0: that was a that movie was, but yes you were on was... that one but that was <laughs> not your first movie. one you were on a better movie before that
11: oh um yep the dead person one what was that one called <laughs> river's <laughs> edge yep dead Never's person dead. by the river <laughs> was that the first one
0: that was your first oh, that was one in... yeah it was episode okay. 10 and then you were in permanent record
11: i know there was others
0: you you were on what <laughs> probably was our shortest episode if that helps oh really Yes. Oh, the Rush Rush mm-hmm, video. Mm-hmm. Yep. You um, were on one with uh, that was a goofy pizza comedy I want to say from 1990.
11: Oh, uh I love you to death. Mhm. That was a great one.
0: <laughs> and then you were on a new Cage Club movie oh, that yes. came out a couple years ago. Oh I remember doing
11: that. That the one with Winona. No, oh, okay. oh no, that was a
0: Keanu No, You did uh, a Cage a Cage one. One that we all loved.
11: Army of One? Yep. Yeah. And then you I were on one
0: more that. older Keanu. That older was, Keanu that I was promised fat Keanu I did not get fat Keanu oh the gift
11: oh the gift yeah you know what I mix up Pippa and the gift because I feel like when I was talking with I don't know if we said this like on one of the Winona episodes but I was saying that Keanu was like bad I thought he was bad in Pippa but he was bad in the gift
0: all wow. I remember about him and Pippin, you talked about. I'm up. glad that you brought it up. Was his full chest tattoo? Like that is the oh, most yeah. memorable thing from that movie for sure. It really
11: is. <laughs> <laughs> and,
0: <laughs> and then forgetful. since then, you were on our Humanity Bureau episode. You were on Teen Titans uh, Go to the Movies. You were yeah, on yeah. Destination Wedding for the window and a roll of it all. And then yes. Arrested yes. Development and Astro Boy over on Throne. So
11: Ooh, there you go.
0: Very exciting stuff. Well, thank there you again, is. Lindsay, for coming here and talking about whatever we're going to talk about when we. First brought you into our little fold, into our little weird world. We just had you on as sort of our cage expert. One of the few people, I think, in the world who knew as much about cage as we did. Do you remember when the first time you had the idea to do your own Winona show was?
11: I think it was, I don't know the exact time, but I know sure. that it was because Recca was posting stuff on Facebook, about, like saying, happy Winona Wednesday, like as if she was watching a Winona movie mm-hmm. on Wednesday. And I was like, you know, that's somebody who likes Winona a lot. <laughs> like, as I've said at, at the beginning of our podcast, I didn't know Recca super well. We'd met. We became Facebook friends. We mostly just saw each other on Facebook. <laughs> like I said when I was on the Pippa episode of Kianu, I picked it because Winona was in it. Right. So I, I liked Winona, but mostly just because people said I looked like her. And oh, okay. So okay. I, I had an interest in her, but Recca clearly had, like, a deeper connection to Winona. So I was like, if I was going to make a podcast about anything, I think it could be her. And then I think I just saw Recca post enough times about Winona Wednesday, and I was like, we should do a podcast together if you're interested. And she was like, yes.
0: Very cool. And that's all it takes. You know, that's the same that's thing that, you know, I posted the picture on facebook of all the dvds that i bought from best buy all the cage movies then it was just like mike and i were just like hey should we do something yeah okay because again it sort of mirrors us then i you know i'll talk to mike about all this too at some point on this thing but you know Mm -hmm. we didn't really know each other that well either and we had been sort of we went to the same college and we were around and i had met him and talked to him before but we weren't super close and he was just someone willing to take this weird journey with us we're with me so yeah podcasting brings people together man it sure
11: does it's also a great format like going through someone's career Movie by movie, it's easy to bring people on board to do something similar because it's fun. For sure.
0: Do you have any uh, favorite episodes you've done either of of your show or as a guest on one of ours? And I'm not looking, this is not me looking for compliments. I'm just, you know, trying to think if there's a particular episode that either you and Rekha did up up together or if there was one that you joined us for that you remember.
11: Well, as I said, I had trouble remembering which one I was on. (laughs) So I was like, oh no, which one was my favorite? Now that you mention, I was on the Rush Rush episode, I was like, I bet I was excited about that. (laughs) Though it was very short. We didn't probably have that much to say about a music video but I
0: think it might have been that episode (laughs) or one before where I think you were saying because when we did Keanu you were like I'm not really sure and then I think you might have watched the Rush Rush video even before we had like maybe when we assigned it to you or whatever before you even started and I think you had said something to your husband along the lines of like oh I'm gonna fall in love with Keanu Reeves for this project yeah that video really sort of sealed the deal for you and I remember you being really excited about that yeah
11: definitely like I've said this a million times on your various shows but like Tiff had the Nicolas Cage retrospective and then they had the Keanu retrospective and that to me like just connects them because they were chosen for similar reasons. Yeah. And but I was definitely a Cage person and not so much of a Keanu person and now I I love Keanu. Yeah. But I'm also meeting a lot of Keanu people. Like, I think I'm finding, I don't know, I'm, I am fi- obviously find lots of caged people, but I feel like I, like, randomly happen upon Keanu people all
3: huh. the time. <laughs> yeah.
0: So now for like, Winona, you and Reka are not really, there's still a lot to go. Like, she's still done a lot of things in the last decade or so, because you're in 2009-ish right now. But you're kind of wrapping up, and I feel like a lot of, you know, yeah. sadly, like, a lot of her best stuff is behind her. Yeah, uh, and you got Stranger pretty... Things and stuff. And I know you're sort of mired in this weird purgatory that, you know, she's the mistress or she's this woman with a couple lines or whatever. But right. what do you see? Are you Is there anything you're really looking forward to over the next handful of episodes or the rest of the run of Winona?
11: Well, our next one that we have to record is the Star Trek episode. And I think we're all kind of looking forward to that one. Does she play
0: Kirk's mother
11: no she plays Spock's mother
0: oh ooh, okay
11: so I think I mean I don't know I say we're looking forward to it I think it's a good movie it's like a movie we don't don't mind watching sure. I can't I guess I can't speak for everyone I don't know how everybody's gonna feel about it and I say everyone because we're having a guest on this episode
0: very exciting
11: yeah it's exciting to have a guest back because I feel like me and Rekha have just been staring at each other like oh god this movie was terrible <laughs> and like that's getting a little tired of like getting together and being like oh this movie sucks So it'll be nice to have somebody else wade in and uh, talk about how they feel about Winona. But it is very hard to talk about her when she's barely in the movies. And I feel like it was nice. The beginning was so easy because she was just like the star of the movie. And these movies were great movies. I think, too, with the Star Trek one, like she's playing the mother of someone who's like seven years younger than her. So... (laughs) Like, we're still in this like creepy area of either she's like dating someone who's like 40 years older than her, or she's someone's mother that she absolutely couldn't have been their mother. So, yeah, I feel like that's where she is in her career and maybe still is. Though, Stranger Things will be an exciting one to get to.
0: And that's, I guess, my, my last real question about Winona. Have you figured out how you're going to do Stranger Things? Are you Are going to do, like, an episode about each season or each episode? Or how you do? do have you talked about what that's going to look like? Because that's what I'm personally most looking forward to. Do you know how you and Rick are going to cover those uh, episodes yet?
11: So we've talked about it, and I think we're going to do, like, an episode per season. Okay. So, which actually, because there's not – she doesn't really do anything, according to IMDb's chronology anyways – There is nothing in between season one and season two. So we'll do an episode for season one. And then right after it, we'll do an episode for season two. Perfect. She has no movies or anything in between. But then clearly there'll be some, at least one movie, I don't know, uh, in between that and whenever season three happens which is soon
0: right i think so yeah i know that there i saw that there was a thing that like new coke is coming back and you have stranger things to blame for it so i think that the market uh, is already in gear for sure
11: interesting yeah well there you go
0: and then any other thoughts about the, the future of you as a podcaster or anything else or <sighs> things for the next thousand episodes
11: i mean i feel like i i have an eternal career as someone who's going to be on people's podcasts about <laughs> nicholas cage <laughs> probably because uh, i have done at least one other one other than you guys. Like, next week I'm going to... There's this club in toronto it's like it's just a group of people in toronto who are who have like a cage club and they've invited me to their next Ooh. meeting so i'm going to that and you know there's always the film festival in scotland so like i, I you know i've always got things to do about nicholas cage but yeah as per podcasting i'm not sure what i would do after winona write it out and see what happens
0: you still got a bunch more episodes every other yes. wednesday there is a new winona forever oh i actually wanted to say before that you were talking about winona wednesday there's also, what I we just learned recently, like 30 episodes in to Too Fast, Too Forever, there's Toretto Tuesday, so Vin Diesel's character Dominic Toretto, oh. he shares on, like, Instagram a lot. He's like, happy Toretto Tuesday, and, like, he'll just, you know, talk to his fans or whatever. So we have Toretto Tuesday, and we've got Winona Wednesday now, so.
11: Well, you got to get the rest of the week covered. I, I don't know, yeah. I don't know <laughs> yeah. what
0: it's going to be, but, yeah, we, uh, you know, Tom, I mean, it should be Tom yeah, Tom you've Tuesday got or Tom Tom, Tom Thursday. Tom. We kind of messed up by doing that on Friday, but I don't know.
11: Mm, yeah. So anyway, <laughs> thank you,
0: Lindsay, for joining us, and thank you for joining me. I, I, this is, this yes. is the weirdest thing. Like, I've never, like, so many of these people I'm going to talk to, I've never really talked to, recorded one-on-one, and. And so yeah. I don't know how to say the words, but thank you for <laughs> joining me here. And thank yeah. you to you and to Recca and to your producer, Chris, for putting out something like 34 episodes of Winona already. Like yeah. there's a lot of Winona there and there's a lot more Winona to come and every other Wednesday. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you.
11: No problem. Thanks for having us.
0: Of course. So as I said at the end there, every other Wednesday, you can find the new episode of Winona Forever coming up soon, sooner or later, will be the Stranger Things episode. Like I said, I'm very much looking forward to that. One week after Winona Forever debuted, Third Times a Charm kicked off. And that's Mike Manzi's podcast his Solo Bolo Project, where he talks about the third film in a film franchise. We talked about that a few times right in this episode. You can check that out every third of the month and sometimes a bonus episode on the 17th of the month. Shortly after Third Times to Charm launched, we did something that we have never done before and haven't done since. We welcomed an outside show into our Cage Club family. The Real Bad Podcast, which Aislinn and I talked about while we were talking about the contenders, is a podcast hosted by Nick Jenkins based in Missoula, Montana, and Tobin Addington has been a guest on their show a handful of times. And Tobin sort of brought me, Mike, and Nick together and said, I think you guys would hit it off, I think that there's some kind of synergy here, and so we had a phone call with Nick, and you know he's a great guy, and we, we welcomed him into the fold, and so they record all their stuff in person up in Missoula, so I would very much like to be on a Real Bad, but I have not made my way out there, but Nick unfortunately could not join us due to scheduling conflicts on this episode, but Real Bad has 85 episodes, so I think aside from Cage Club, we, there's no other show on our network with more episodes. There's a new Real Bad episode every Monday, so go check that out. Right now, they're slowly working their way through the Hellraiser movies. They've already covered every Highlander movie, so there's, there's some real sadomasochism going on over there, and I commend Nick and his entire crew of dedicated, dedicated people to watching these bad, bad, bad movies. Real Bad, if you couldn't tell from the type of movies that they've covered, they watch Real Bad movies and try to find out why they want to hurt us. What I like about Real Bad and what I think helps them fit into our podcast network, which is really truly more about positivity than critique and sarcasm and snark, is that Real Bad genuinely wants to love these movies, but they don't always love them back. Sure, they make fun of the shortcomings and they point out when things don't work or the script is muddy or, you know, things look bad or whatever, but they also try to, all from a sort of film and creative background, figure out how to fix these movies and also, if you like the idea of the movie, but you sort of wish you had been watching something that's a little bit, that's executed a little bit better, they'll give you real good recommendations at the end of every episode, so you can go do just that. So like I said, do Real Bad episodes every Monday. After Real Bad launched, we welcomed into the fold High School Slumber Party and Foodie Films, which we've covered before when I talked to Kyle and Brian. High School Slumber Party again every Friday. Fridays are fun, after all. And Foodie Films, which launched on 8 8 18. Every Wednesday, there's a Foodie Films episode. Some video, some audio, all delicious and fun. Our next and final interview segment is with a group of guys who accelerated our base toward getting to 1,000 episodes. And something that I talk about with them But in September 2018, we welcomed X is for Podcast to the Podcast Network. Hosted by Nico Vassillo, who we talked about on the Now and Again Chunk with Chris earlier, X is for Podcast looks through Marvel's Merry Mutants. There are several different paths of X is for Podcast. Nico and his husband Kevo cover the Captain Britain episodes... Nico and their boyfriend Jonah cover the Uncanny X-Men. Nico's brought in his friends Kyle and Matt and Matt and Tori and a whole bunch of other people to do all different sorts of things in this X-Men podcast universe. They're slowly working their way through the X-Men, starting with giant Size X-Men number one and working toward modern day. And I think what's really cool about X's for Podcast is that it's the first time we've covered comic books on the network. And I think a lot of the hosts grew up reading comic books. This is the first time there's a show dedicated to that specifically. There's also another show that Nico and Kevo do together called HTML Husbands Talking More or Less. A few months after Access for Podcast launched, Nico and Kevo began a journey through the Marvel Cinematic Universe just in time for them to watch all the movies and talk about them before Endgame came out. I was looking for, selfishly, I was looking for a reason to rewatch all the MCU movies. And Nico and Kevo tackling this project was exactly what I needed to watch all these wonderful movies again. You know, I love their project because it was something that I wanted to revisit, and I love hearing about, and they're some of my favorite movies. But also, they're just so passionate and so knowledgeable about these movies, and it was really great to hear them talk about this. As we talk about in this next segment, they covered all the MCU movies. Endgame came out. They're done with that. They've now moved on to X-Men The Dark Phoenix Saga, so now covering the live-action versions, after X's for Podcast covered the comic book versions. So there's a sort of a crossover, a synergy there. Who knows where HTML is going to go next? But that's enough of me talking by myself. Here are Nico, Kevo, and Jonah joining me at my barbecue. So here we are. This is episode 1000. I'm with three people that I have never met before today. It is a wild revelation. Nico Vassillo, Kevo Reese? Nice. Jonah Rubino. I was like, Kevo, really? That's his name? (laughs) Uh, It works just as well. So welcome guys. So here's the thing. So we are now at a thousand episodes. I think we got here a lot quicker than I was thinking because suddenly in the last five months, there's been like 60 episodes from you guys that kind of came out of nowhere. Thank you. (laughs)
12: Yeah, you know, and it's really funny because I feel like you guys have been saying, Nico, if you have more to say that you can't fit in the hour that Chris cuts you down to, you should try and say more. And we're standing here right now. It's unbelievable to me how much has changed in like a year because a year ago I was only on Now and Again and now there's 38 HTML, and there's 26 X's for podcast. There's still more now and again coming out, and I have co-hosts now. I'm not just the co-host. I guess I kind of feel like Gale, who got to become Oprah and now has Gales, but I don't get to give out cars, and I don't have a Stedman.
0: You get a podcast, and you get a podcast, and you get
12: a podcast. My Stedman has a job. That's why I don't have a Stedman, because they both do it with me.
0: true. Well, Kevin, you are kind of the uh, research wing of HTML. Yes. That Nico brings... I don't know how to describe what he brings, but you bring the insight. You bring the behind the BTS for the HTML.
12: I bring the panache.
0: What was your original idea for HTML as... Because it's not just about one thing, it's about a series of different things. Because I know it went through a lot of different iterations that people don't maybe don't know about. Because it was HTTP and then it became HTML... It was all sort of in that world, but what was your idea for what that show was going to be?
13: Ultimately, just portraying what we have been told for the last 12 years, which is, God, you guys are really entertaining. You should do <laughs> something with that. So that's just what we do. HTML is basically just what we do every day by ourselves, except recorded instead. And it started out with, do you see you in the MCU? We right.
12: wanted to ask if diversity existed in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and so... With HTML, it was just a matter of finding a way to bring what we love doing, which is being together and talking together and interacting, finding a way to bring that to other people, because a lot of couples think they're interesting, and you know what, they probably are, and we can all be interesting together. There's room for everybody on this dumb boat.
0: And now, Jonah, you are the only guest host or guest star in the history of HTML so far, but you are more, I guess, known for, in our little world, for being the Nightcrawler superfan, so are are you the inspiration? Are you why X exists?
2: Yes, because when talking about comics with Nico, and he was showing me different things from the different Omnibi that he has, anytime Nightcrawler came up, I literally just wanted to go, there he is, <laughs> there he is, I, I, I touching, love him, touching, touching him. Yes, that's right. I forgot. Podcasts are not a visual medium. But this is what I'm getting for the
0: first time in person, is that before, when Kevo texted Nico about, here comes the hot stepper outside and Nico's just dancing while Chris is talking about something that has nothing to do with music, I was like, oh, this is the dynamic, that Nico dancing and it's Jonah touching Nightcrawler, but we don't see that in the audio medium.
2: No. no. But I wanted to learn about where Nightcrawler came from. I wanted to see where did he get his start and why did I why was I so attracted to this character just visually? Yeah. Is there anything more to him? And then Nico said, all right, well, I'm going to get you starting reading Uncanny X-Men, where a Nightcrawler got his first appearance, and that turned into, hey, we can make a project out of this.
0: So now 26... 26- Episode's aim is he still your favorite or has someone stolen your ex heart your mutant heart?
2: No, I think he's still my number one. But I found loves for people that I didn't know much about, like Storm. I, th- I think Storm is a character that really grew on me a lot more when I read about her because I knew she was cool, but she was just Storm to me. She wasn't right. she wasn't anything else. But she is so badass and she's so powerful and she's also just so maternal that i just really love the different facets to her character
0: is she becoming more clothed as the comics go on are they getting better about that? yes
2: she
12: hasn't been naked in a while i'm actually missing it a little bit she got turned into a (laughs) statue and she got to have clothing on as a statue it was unbelievable she wore clothing as a statue that's rare i was so happy it's because dave cochran was drawing it and dave cochran was like I'm, I'm going to make this demure.
0: So now, right now, as HTML is sort of... You know, you finish all the MCU, you might go back for... Are you going to go back... Here's the first question. Are you going to go back for a more in-depth look at in-game? Are you going to do Far From Home? Are you going to do other stuff? Or is that sort of like, that was our last project? I know that the MCU was near and dear to your hearts, but are you going to go back to that? Like, we kind of tried to do sort of with Cinemakers, or is it like, well, now we're doing... Dark Phoenix, and like we're not going to go back. What's your your thinking about that?
13: Well, for sure we definitely need to continue rounding out the MCU. We only did a very brief look at Endgame, and we're definitely going to be doing a much, much more in-depth one, because there's so much to unpack from that movie, and in fact part of unpacking Endgame needs to wait until after Far From Home, because there are so many answers we still don't have until that movie. But then after that, I don't even know when the next one's coming out.
0: What is it going to be? What's the next thing after that?
13: I don't think that we know what the title is. We know that one's going to be coming out in May, but that's about it. We wow, don't even okay. know which one yet. The so. rumor is
12: that it's Doctor Strange being rushed into production. Yikes.
0: Well, because they didn't want, from what I think I heard on your show, is that they didn't even want Spider-Man to come out. They didn't. They, and this is yeah, all no. Sony just being like, well, we need to get it out in the summer, and they were like, well, I guess we know that Spider-Man lives through Endgame because he's got a movie coming out three months later, so.
13: Yeah. I mean, they were never going to kill Tom Holland. Everybody knew that. It's still sad to see this little twink die, Shout but they were, were never going to.
0: Uh, his birthday was yesterday, I think. He turned yeah, 23 was... years old, so yeah. he's been in our hearts for... For five years or something, and I know that we've talked about a lot of different projects. We just and- glared at Jonah, the other twenty-three-year-old.
2: <laughs> I am
12: twenty-two. Yeah, oh, no, so thank God that why. just endeared you more. <laughs> so we've pitched a bunch of things, going back and forth. We've got some sitcoms we want to take a look at. We've got some cartoons, some random kind of comic stuff, but. We, we've got so much on the table that we want to discuss. I know we're going to finish
13: up MCU before we move on, though. You know, we were guest stars on a podcast recently where we were introduced as having an MCU podcast, and we had to I had to correct the podcaster and be like, it's actually more about who we are, our perspective on things. We have so many things that we want to say about so many different shows, movies, media. We have been talking about doing DuckTales going forward, not just because everybody Ooh. loves DuckTales, but Nico is an enormous fan of the source material for the new cartoon which is the Karl Barks comic books of Scrooge McDuck. And there's so much to unpack in something even as simple as a good show.
0: Well, I think what's really smart in a way, and I think it's it's sort of a, a treat for people who are listening to Discover, is that you have found a way to have one show that can cover kind of whatever you want to cover. Exactly. Like when we started this, and this is something I talked about with you know Mike and a couple other hosts on this thousandth episode... We started with Cage Club and we just did all Nicolas Cage's movies. But at that point, it was like these are 75 movies and that's it. And then we're like, well, now what? Because we can't we can do it again, but also at the same point, like do you want to do that again or whatever? Right. And then we did Keanu. And like finally, you know, last year sometime when like Kyle and Brian launched Foodie Films and High School Summer Party, we're like, oh, we should do something that doesn't have to end because you're able to cultivate an audience that like maybe doesn't really care about X Men but still likes you guys from your insights for the MCU or just yeah. likes your banter or whatever. And so you're able to sort of have the same show about whatever. And so I think that's a really kind of sort of smart thing to do. That's the same thing about X too, because like you're doing sneak behind the curtain, but like maybe Mutant Mondays for the sort of the show that exists now, but then also expanding to sort of Thor or Spider-Man or Ghost Rider or other people that I don't really know and sort of having this whole comics universe within a show. So I think it's interesting so is that something that you were conscious of or do you like because there's a there's a finite there's something nice about having a finite run of like these are the 23 mcu movies or whatever but at the same time you want to be able to go on forever if you if you want
12: you know i i definitely had that in mind with html with html i was like oh expansion sky's the limit i see forever with x's for podcast i just kept thinking god there isn't fucking room to do more there isn't fucking room to do more. <laughs> there isn't room to do more oh i can add eight more hosts yeah okay How many people are in your stable right now? Double Uh, digits. X is for podcast. We have myself and Jonah anchoring X-Men along with Dazzler. We are adding a new host to Dazzler as well in uh, the form of Dylan Warpath, super great guy. We have Kevo covering Captain Britain. We have Kyle... I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) We have Kyle on Thor. We have um, X-Recommendations from... Matthew, we have Mutant Mental Health with Dr. Matt, we have X Men Origins couples edition coming up where a nerd couple read comics together and talk about how they both react to these things very differently we've got super famous super amazing incredible drag queen by the name of demanda martini coming on to talk about obscure characters that you maybe don't realize are as strange as they are tori
0: doing something you say tori yet
12: tori will be coming on to hang out with daredevil and talk a little bit about that with us as well as uh, she was just in that special 25th anniversary episode where she talked about a feminist uh, interpretation of Jean Grey.
0: So I think the last question I have for all three of you is, do you have a favorite episode? So I guess, Kevin, more specifically for HTML, Jonah for X, but also Nico. Any favorite episode that you guys have? Or not even necessarily the favorite movie, but just like the favorite time you had a conversation, if people are listening to this and they haven't checked out your show, one that you think that is really sort of indicative, or you had a lot of fun with that you think is a great jumping off point for a new listener, perhaps. So... Uh, a couple of... It was always going to be Nico saying first. I don't That's like, true.
13: You know, I don't know no why. No it was thing. put my finger on my nose, because I was like, I'm not going first. Who did I think was going to go first? I didn't
12: look up and see. I'm sorry. No, no. But it's just
13: innate. We, you know, it's fine. You don't have to.
12: There was an episode where Chris and I talked about how occasionally I have people say, oh, so I would love to hear some of that back matter as outro. So if you guys want to check out something that is absolutely hysterical, you should check out our 44th episode of Now. It was the uh, only episode for Now 18. In it, there is a miscommunication between Chris and I because the audio keeps cutting out, and he continuously asks me what band Omarion was in.
13: Oh, I love that one.
12: For three fucking minutes. At one point, I begin screaming and actually crying in in relief when he finally hears me, and I can't catch my breath because I'm laughing so hard. It's now 18, episode 44. It is my favorite moment between Chris and I by far. Although my favorite moment between Kevin and I from HTML is most certainly not being able to
13: remember...
0: A daytime upstairs train? Oh, daytime oh upstairs my train is God, up Yes, there.
13: no, When I, I assume you mean when I called Ian McKellen Alistair Gayface I'm... and when we couldn't figure <laughs> out James, James Franco. Franco. We almost did it again. Yeah. Daytime upstairs train is one of the greatest things
12: I've ever said with my life. And if you
0: don't know what that means, go back and listen to HTML, because there's a reason that there's a daytime upstairs train. You can figure out what it is by just piecing those words together, but it still doesn't exactly make sense, but it kind of makes sense.
12: It's a daytime upstairs train, you guys. Captain Marvel got to see a daytime upstairs train.
2: Jonah, do you have a favorite episode of X? I think my favorite is probably episode 19, which is our start of the Dark Phoenix saga. And I have to say this because the Dark Phoenix saga of what it originally stood for and what it was, it was so impactful on Marvel and just comics in general that it was probably one of the best discussions we've ever had because it's just this, this epic story and we're still talking about it now and episodes later we're still going to be talking about it now. It's so influential and it's something that even to in modern comics today people talk about it and it's stuff people base comic book stories on. And the movie of the summer in theory is the Dark Phoenix. <laughs> we'll see about that. I yeah. have yeah.
0: ticket to the fan event, which I am not really quite a fan of, but I have a fan event on Thursday, so we'll see how that goes. I am actually
12: getting tickets to the fan event as well because I want the keychain.
0: It is wildly undersold. I was like, oh, I gotta... And I was like... <laughs> I, I looked, and I like, just you know the IMAX theater, and it's probably 20% full, and I was like, yeah. oh, I can wait on this. I'll use my AMC a list reservations to other things that people actually want to see... And then once I have the extra spare room, I'll go see Dark Phoenix. That's actually how I'm doing Dark
12: Phoenix as well. I'm just gonna buy the tickets on Thursday because all I want is the keychain,
0: and then just don't even see the movie. You'd be like, oh, yeah, I got. Uh, it. Well, unfortunately, it favor- we have to see it. I know. Do you have a uh, Do you have a favorite uh, HTML?
13: I'm not sure if I have a favorite. I think the ones where we do like the one shots for MCU or the what was that stupid news thing with Newsfront. Newsfront. Did you guys like, ever
0: talk about the Bombshell I dropped on you that Sam Rockwell and Liz- Leslie Bibb are in a relationship. and that, No, I knew that.
13: Yeah. That is That's, crazy. Like yeah. in real life? Yeah. Yeah, they're married in real life. And I think from before even Iron Man, or at least before they were both in Iron Man 2, it's so random. Rather than a favorite episode, I would crazy. probably instead say, I think it's amusing. If you want to listen to us taking our job seriously, listen to MCU. If you want to listen to us slogging our way through a decision <laughs> we don't know why we made, listen Check to Dark Phoenix. Phoenix. Not even through any fault of our own we've tried to take it seriously but the way that they have just handled the source material yeah. on that concept has been I, I don't know where they're getting some of these ideas from in the first
0: place well it's funny to hear you guys talk about first class you're like this is a good movie but we have nothing to talk about because she's not in this one so i guess we can not talk about this bye <laughs> that yeah. was
12: like we kept being like stretch.
0: Stretch. stretch no we got nothing she's not no we got nothing
12: all right days of future past okay stretch,
0: stretch. stretch. Nothing. Right. yeah i don't know apocalypse still nice I mean, I don't remember the original trilogy much, but uh, Apocalypse, I can't imagine that I like an X-Men movie less than that, because... X3 is worse, to be honest. Although, Olivia Munn looks very nice in apocalypse, I can say that.
13: And she took it so seriously, and I appreciate that at least because the huge difference between the early X-Men films and the ones from this decade is at least now the actors are, like, taking it seriously. You can really tell Halle Berry doesn't want to be there. Sure.
12: But, I mean, Olivia Munn really tried, and, like, we super love Olivia Munn. We are very, very dedicated to her. We think she's an amazing dramatic actress
13: on Newsroom. She's an incredible funny actress in just about everything she does. She was in a horrible train wreck of a sitcom called Perfect Couples that she just did her best on. That that's the thing, you know, Olivia Munn does her best, yeah. and that's kind of what we're doing with Phoenix. We're trying to do our best. <laughs> and we're trying to give credit where credit is due, there's just not a lot of credit to give.
0: Well, you guys are almost done, there's one more episode, you're doing a Dark Phoenix preview, and then a Dark Phoenix we're recap doing the, of
12: sorts? We're doing the Phoenix Adaptation Apocrypha which is a bunch of things have adapted yep. pieces of the phoenix saga like borrowed debari or borrowed jean gray eating people which you did for X's for podcast right you're just doing that again for html for live action cool, cool. and animated yeah and for animated yeah then we're going to do dark phoenix
13: and then we're going to move back over to the mcu and
12: then we're going to have some decisions to make.
13: By end of summer, we should be on something completely not Marvel related. Oof. So that's going to be scary territory.
0: Well, as of right now, every Thursday, a new HTML every Wednesday, extra for podcasts, but those are going to change somewhat in the nearest future, potentially, as things grow and expand and evolve but thank all three of you and also shout out to Kyle and to Tori and to everyone nine or ten people that you mentioned that I already forget our wacky Muppet gang everybody named Matt I think they're all named Matt they're right? all named Matt all named everyone Matt. is named Matt. named Matt everyone's named Matt but thank you all for being a part of this weird little family and I appreciate you all very much and thank you for helping us get to an episode a 1000 far sooner than I thought we ever would
12: amazing we're so proud to have contributed to like a tenth of it thanks podcast thanks. dad thank you <laughs>
0: So new episodes of Xs for Podcast every Wednesday, new episodes of HTML, Husbands Talking More or Less every Thursday, lots of Nico, lots of Kevo, lots of Jonah to go around. Since those two shows launched, Mike and I launched Cruise Club and Hanks for the Memories, which we've discussed a few times. Fridays are for fun. Alternating Fridays, Cruise Club, then Hanks for the Memories, so check those out. We also launched Tub Talk earlier this year. Matt Early, Tom Mansaranis, Bob Fisher, and I are putting pop culture in its proper order. They took a look at that Rolling Stone list that I think Chris mentioned, I don't know, probably two hours ago in this episode by now, and they said, we can do this better. And so they counted down the 100 best songs of the 2000s, the 100 best songs of the 80s and 90s, and then up next, spoilers, even though I think we talk about it on those episodes, the 100 best songs of the 60s and 70s. So every other Tuesday, new episode of Tub Talk. Our most recent show, like I talked about with Eisen, is Why Aren't We All, first of the month, every month, two more episodes to go in this first season, check that out. If you've made it here all the way to the end, or maybe you fast-forwarded to the end, I don't know how you live your life. Thank you for listening. I feel like anybody who listened this far is truly dedicated a true fan. I really, truly appreciate you. The fact that you're listening, that you write in, that you interact with us on social media, that you care, that you tell your friends, that you leave us reviews, that you subscribe to our newsletter, that whatever you do, the fact that you're here makes all the difference. We've done a thousand of these episodes, you know, all the way, I said all the way at the beginning. Mike and I had no idea when we started Cage Club that we would do anything beyond that. And then 24 shows later, 922 episodes later after we finished the original Cage Club run. It's, it's mind-boggling how much we've done. I genuinely love all of our other hosts. I thank each of them for being part of this family. There's all kinds of family. We chose this one. I'm so glad that I got to see so many of you this weekend, that I got to talk to even more of you this weekend. I'm sorry that the ones who couldn't make this episode had to miss out, but hopefully for episode... I don't know what's the next one, 5,000 maybe? I don't know. The next whatever milestone marker, I hope that we can all reflect back on how we got there. I don't see any signs of the Caves Club podcast network slowing down. I think that we've all figured out what works best for us and people are just all speed ahead all engines go is that a saying i don't know i've been editing this thing all day long i should have started this months ago thank you thank you thank you for listening to both this episode to the podcast network as a whole go to cageclub.me poke around 25 shows 1000 episodes new episodes almost every day 50 to 60 episodes new per month you can find links to our patreon page at cageclub.me mike and i have our own we have one for too fast too forever Real Bad has its own. The Contenders has its own. We've got a Threadless shop with merch for both the network, for X's for Podcast, for Too Fast, Too Forever. Go check that out. Write in mailbag at cageclub.me if you made it this far. Let me know that today was worth it. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope you got an insight into the network, the hosts, where we've come from, maybe where we're going. Hopefully you'll try a new show that maybe you never tried before. I think what really turned out well, and this wasn't really my intention at all was that each of these segments is kind of an idea, like a glimpse into what the show with that host is like. And I think with the caveat that I'm the guest on each one of these shows, but the host personality shined through in each segment. I had so much fun having all these conversations. I loved listening back and editing them. I listened to every podcast that we put out. I really enjoy it. It has become more time-consuming than ever just because we have so many more shows, but I am so proud of all the shows that we put out. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. Email us. Leave us reviews. Share with your friends. A thousand episodes is a lot. Here's to a thousand more.